This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. It's Thursday, May 21st. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities say a woman and a man have been found shot to death in a northeast Philadelphia home. Police were called to the Bridesburg home shortly after 5 o'clock Wednesday and found a 37-year-old woman with three gunshot wounds. A 43-year-old man was also found in the hallway with gunshot wounds to his head. Police say both were pronounced dead at the scene and a gun was recovered in the hallway. Uh, Philadelphia Chief Inspector Scott Small uh, from the police department says we're not certain at this time if this was a double homicide. We're not going to rule out the possibility that this may be a murder-suicide due to the fact that the male victim had a handgun next to his body. Small said the woman hadn't showed up for work for nearly a week, which prompted a welfare check by police. In a typical year, roughly 20 million kids across the country go to summer camp. This summer will be much different, and officials are releasing some information on how those camps may look if and when some of them decide to open. The new guidance from the CDC is a field of gu- uh, a, a guide for how camps can and should operate during the coronavirus pandemic. Some of the highlights include kids in smaller groups, temperature checks, screening, and the use of masks in certain situations. The American Camp Association also released a guide with similar recommendations suggesting that kids be placed in smaller peer groups, uh, adapted activities, adapted dining and bunking, along with a uh, kind of things to emphasize appropriate physical distancing when necessary. Some area camps are already preparing and training its staff. Uh, The opening of camps hinges on the green light uh, and start dates from the states and municipalities. It will also depend on the comfort level, obviously, of the camps and the families. I forget there was a local camp that said that they are going ahead uh, with opening. They're only opening like a week late or something like that. I forget the, the name of the camp. Katha, when that uh, Ben goes to, the one that Marissa and I both went yeah. to when we were younger, they, they are opening. We got an email uh, earlier this week, at the end of last week, and uh, mm-hmm. they're going to delay the first session. Uh, but by the second session, which is around the 4th of July, they will be, uh, as of right now, open for business this summer. So Nick, it'll be interesting to see how they do it, how many kids attend, how many counselors attend. Uh, but they're planning to move forward with it. What can the kids expect as far as takeaway cocktails and curbside service? <laughs> yeah, you could just uh, pull right up to the entrance, Steve. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They'll be fully staffed. Oh, my God. That's what I'm going to do for summer camp. I'm going to camp down the street to pick up my summer cocktail. Cocktail camp. Cocktail camp. Camp PA State Store. Uh, yeah, so I guess it. I guess if these camps are going to open, it'll be up to uh, you know the families if they feel comfortable sending the kids. A media Delaware County barbershop owner opened her doors Wednesday despite the state order. Nicole Messino, owner of Giovanni, says her savings is dwindling and she hasn't received any loans or grants that the president promised. The shop, uh, the shop schedule is nearly booked for the entire week. Outside of the shop, a receptionist takes each customer's temperature, and once they are cleared to go inside they put on a mask. In addition to the stylist also wearing masks, there are partitions set up in between the stations, extra sanitation, and she says that they're doing much more laundry. Messino planned on opening May 9th, but was warned that she'd be shut down and have her occupancy certificate pulled. The state board actually called me and told me that they would revoke my license, she said. On Wednesday, no police or government agency made contact with the salon. The Delaware County District Attorney's Office will not be handing out citations or sending an officer to physically close down shops that defy executive orders. Wicked Cuts in Havertown also decided to open their doors. I didn't get unemployment. I didn't get any grants or loans. I was disqualified because my business is a year old, says Danielle Strano. So I had to weigh my options. It was either risk getting a fine or risk losing my business. 
It's just, these businesses, are, a lot of them are taking the bull by the horns and, and doing, you know, like what they obviously said with dwindling supplies. But they're also being creative. And uh, in the case of the casinos, Preston, have you seen how they're going to handle the, um, like, the blackjack tables and all that no, stuff? Huh? Yeah. Basically, the table looks like, you ever, if you ever see a pre-cut cake with the slices in between it, they're, oh, they're, yeah, they're, 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 they're a part- There are partitions. <laughs> no, there's wedges out. You would sit at the table, and there are wedges of plexiglass out on both sides of you. Oh, I would okay, imagine okay. that they're also um, decreasing the amount of people that can actually yes. sit at yeah, that yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're going to do that. It's pretty tight squeeze. It's at a tight. Shot. Yeah, yeah you would still be close, but they're, yeah. they're putting in these things, and they look kind of wild. Yeah, listen, I, I um, they're doing speakeasy haircuts, by the way. All You know, I know a lot of, like, uh, you know, barbers, hairstylists, or whatever that are just... Either doing it in their home or in their back deck. Right. Or There's speakeasy everything. I there saw is. a uh, I saw on the news the other day a speakeasy pizza shop. This pizza owner uh, was a pizza shop owner was making pizza in his backyard. <laughs> this can you imagine an Untouchables version of pizza? Right. <laughs> um, in Belmar, New Jersey, for the third day in a row, the owners of Attila's Gym received summons when they opened their business, defying the coronavirus order. Several members received citations, and one person was arrested leaving the gym. The state of New Jersey. Uh, is exploring options within the health department's jurisdiction to close down that business. We live, so, in, a, we live in a time where there's, there's speakeasy pizza, but you can I, get curbside cocktails. Yeah. Seriously? Right? Seriously? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or I speakeasy mean, what, haircuts. What says more about the time we're living in? They'll bring the booze right out to your running car. <laughs> But you gotta, you gotta go speakeasy pizza. <laughs> Why would there be speakeasy pizza? Because restaurants are allowed to do. There's uh, pizza places all over know. the place. I don't know. Yeah. Press, I, that doesn't I make any sense. I didn't see the full story. I just saw that it said speak. I just saw the headline basically in a picture, and it said speakeasy pizza shop in backyard. Okay. All right, I bet yeah. you the word when the oh, door slides back is pizza. Marissa. I know the chef, and I think it's because his restaurant is currently closed. Oh, okay. So he built a pizza oven in his backyard. Okay. So I thought restaurants could do uh, carry take out, out, though. Yeah, yeah they can, out. but you know, for some on... restaurants, it's not like cost effective. Right, like, so our right. friend Dave McGrogan, it's you know he, he was he losing money doing, yeah, yeah, doing yeah. takeout for, okay. for harvest. Yeah. And he. Oh, sorry, Marissa. I was going to say he might only be the chef and not the owner. It's true. Okay. Gotcha. Right. So it seems to be like the, the the gyms and the hair salons that are at least that's what we're hearing most about. And um, I was talking to actually the guy that owns, you know, the neighborhood gym here. And then uh, my neighbor owns uh, the hair salon that I go to. And both of them said right now for them, it's not worth what could happen. Yeah. That right, they're just right. going to stick it out and, you know, and open when they're able to. Hey, Kath, you know, of any speakeasy pedicures? You know what, Casey? Yes, I do. A friend of mine has been going to Cherry Hill. Wait, she's been going to Cherry Hill. It's like she has to enter through the back door. The lights are off until she gets in there. It's one person at a time. Walk to the center of the room, please. Schedule an appointment. But, Casey, she was telling me about it the other day. I'm like, you are seriously going to a speakeasy manicure and pedicure. And she was like, yes, I am. Well, Kath, if you know that, do you have any idea where to get speakeasy hand jobs? Because, yeah. I mean, that's got to be happening. Right, right. right. So anywhere in Delaware County, I think. Yeah, Place okay. your <laughs> penis on the table. Place your penis on the table. <laughs> My name is Mercedes. I'll be administering your tactile pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do sports this morning. Yeah. 
The body of former World Wrestling Entertainment star Shad, uh, Shad Gaspard was found earlier Wednesday morning on Venice Beach where he was caught in a rip current last weekend, police said. Patrol officers were flagged down at about 1.25 a.m. by a person reporting that a body had washed ashore. The 39-year-old went missing Sunday after he went swimming with his 10-year-old son. The boy was rescued and Horrible. several other swimmers made it out of the water safely after they were caught in the strong currents at Venice Beach. Terrible. University of Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh says that he would be comfortable playing games in empty stadiums as college football attempts to figure out details for a 2020 season. Other sports, including Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL, have discussed returning to play games in front of no fans. And Harbaugh was asked about the scenario during an interview on ESPN. In his response, he said, if the choice were to play in front of no fans or not play, then I would choose to play in front of no fans. Michigan Stadium, nicknamed the Big House, holds over 107,000 fans. If the NFL has to play games without fans in the stands because of the pandemic, the Eagles are among the top 10 teams who will lose the most revenue. According to Forbes, the NFL would lose $5.5 billion in stadium revenue without fans in attendance. Stadium revenue includes the total of ticket sales, concessions, sponsors, parking, and team stores. In 2018, the Eagles were tied for eighth in the NFL with $204 million in stadium revenue. The only teams who made more were the Cowboys, Patriots, Giants, Texans, Jets, 49ers, and Redskins. Hmm. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thank you very much, Kathy. Uh, we are happy to be with you again yet on a wonderful day. We have a Thursday morning laid out before us and a few things that are taking place. Uh, we're going to check in with Dr. Mike. He called in uh, briefly for a second to give us uh, his thoughts on Ryan Seacrest yesterday. Yes. Uh, but and he made a lot of sense. Just wanted to see what's going on from his perspective in the medical world and locally and uh, how we're all doing. So we'll, tat, we'll chat with Dr. Mike, which is always an awesome conversation. So. He's the best. And yep. he, uh, right at the beginning of this, Preston, when you were actually out with the flu, we talked to him a couple of times. Yeah. And man, did he help put things in perspective and put people's minds at ease. Yep. So we'll uh, see how he's doing. And we're also going to have... Uh, comedian and all-around sexy gal Sid Wilder on the program uh, a little later on today at nine o'clock. Just check in and see how she's doing. I was watching your uh, dance with her, Kathy. When uh, you you I don't know what dance you were doing. It was a rumba or whatever, whatever the tango or whatever. It was, it was salsa. It was yeah. like a Cuban style salsa that she does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's big into dance. Yeah, she's awesome. uh, She does it a lot of times without any clothes on. More now than ever. Which is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, So we'll talk to her later on this morning. And we need to choose another school. But before we do that, we have to award our prize for yesterday's winner of the coolest teacher of the year. Now we uh, reached in and pulled out Maple Shade High School in Maple Shade, New Jersey. And we asked the students to vote. They did. And we have a winner. And I'm happy to say that the teacher deemed the coolest of the year, and I'm sure they're all cool at Maple Shade. There's probably one or two that's a jerk. (laughs) But nonetheless, the teacher this year the kids have chosen, Erin Moran. Yes! She played Joni on Happy Days. Same name as the actress who played Joni on Happy Days. No, it's not the same one. And Marissa checked. Sure enough, Aaron Moran is a biology and forensics teacher <laughs> at Maple Shade High School. So uh, we'll see if we can get her on a little later this morning. Uh, so uh, that means we need to choose another one. By the way, if you know uh, Ms. Moran, please let her know that she did indeed win the coolest teacher of the year competition. And uh, tell her to give us a call at some point this morning. So wait, what does she teach? 
She teaches biology and forensics. So do you think when she was teaching, like, the circulatory system and, and the human body, she sang this? She's probably younger. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. I'm sure she's heard every one of these jokes many times. I'm sure we're beating a dead horse as far as she's concerned. All right, we need to pick another one. Whose turn is it? Uh, it's Kathy's turn, and you have to pick for her. All right, question. Kathy, I'll pick for you. I'll hold it up to the uh, FaceTime camera here, and you can let the masses know which school it is. Okay. <laughs> here we go. Kathy, I'm going to hold this up, and then I'll give you the town. Okay, can you see it? Um, Can you move <laughs> to your right? It's, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Arthur P. Shalik. Shalik? Shalik. Hey, where and is that? Kathy, look here. Kathy. In Pittsgrove, New Jersey. There you go. Right. So, uh, it's Arthur P. Shalik, I assume is how you say Shalik. that. And uh, Pittsgrove, New Jersey. So I think it's been an, a, a, an entire Jersey week all, every day this yeah. week. So far. All right. So uh, Arthur P. Shalik, it is up to you guys to let us know who you think the coolest teacher of the, pa- teacher of the past year has been. So text the word teacher to 39333. That's all you have to do because we're going to send this voting link back to you and then you'll pass over the information to us. So once again, text the word teacher to 39333, Arthur P. Shalek High School in Pittsgrove, New Jersey. Good luck to you. So, Steve, earlier this morning, I thought thought you were saying that um, Nick McElwain was, was actually wearing a, an E.T. costume. No, no, and, no. Um, now I understand what you mean while looking at him yeah. in our FaceTime video. He's he's wearing what E.T. wore when he sat in the in basket. The basket. Yes. yes. Yeah. Okay. And, and it, it, it's adorable. I Nick's think. wearing a hoodie with the hood up. Yeah, yeah. Is essentially And a red one, too, yep. just like uh, E.T. Yeah. Why do you have your hood up in your house by yourself? Um, so you guys can make fun of me? Okay. <laughs> oh, good. Thank Fair you. enough. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, all I right. Know, just felt like putting it over. I mean, it's just how I start the day. And then all it'll right. come off in a little bit. The best part of waking up hair. is having your hoodie up. That's right. That's it's, it's a new slogan. Yeah. All right. So these things are taking place on the program. We'll come back in just a moment, and we'll ask a stupid question, give some stuff away. <laughs> and uh, we, we have a picture of E.T. that just popped up on our monitor here. I actually dress more like He's Elliot. more yeah, like Elliot. Elliot. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, there you go. Uh, Nick, you're even cooler. Was in a white, a white robe. All right. We'll be back with uh, the entertainment stuff. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer Jewelers is shipping fast and free as safely as possible. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. A stupid question. I will pose this to you and uh, we'll ask you to call in, try and get uh, the answer correct. You get the Sonic the Hedgehog Blu-ray copy that we have for you. Uh, easy one for you this morning. Steven Spielberg, name one of the two movies for which he won a Best Director Academy Awards in the 1990s. There were two of them. Name one of them. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Today is Thursday, May 21st. I have some birthdays to run by you. Uh, it is Al Franken's birthday today. Comedian, actor, politician, uh, celebrating his 69th birthday today. So he was me too for a, uh, he was one of the first, right? Yeah, did mm-hmm. he yeah. step down? Uh, he did. He, he did. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and yeah. People did far worse things didn't uh, step down I after I know. Him. He almost wanted to go, hey! Yeah. What uh, about that guy? 
I, mainly I remember him for his bit part in Trading Places. Uh, he and um, it was Franken and who is Al it? Davis. Uh, Tom Davis. Tom Davis. Yeah. yeah, Franken and Davis. Right, right. They had, they had a, a small bit. Comedy they used to do, be yeah. SNL uh, regulars. So. Right, right. One of the original writers. I love that. I love them in that movie. Wait. Uh, th- I don't remember them in the movie. So it's the, they're they're moving the gorilla uh, to put him on the train. Oh my god! He goes, you backed the cart up. No, I backed the cart up last time. They they were drunk, and they give yeah. him, they give him the banana, and then yeah. they then they put, hey, there's another gorilla in there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I know. Yep. So he's 69 today. Oh my god! It's Mr. T's birthday oh! today. Wow. Mr. T. Celebrates his 68th birthday today. I just watched the whole mother video yesterday. Oh, my God. It's so great. It's his music video. Yeah. Mother, there is no other. Will you guys... Treat her right. Treat her right. Will you guys big 18 pants? Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't look back at it as fondly as you do, Casey, but I did like it when the show was on. I just liked it. I, yeah. I, I never thought it was great. And yeah. now, in a kitschy way, I, I sort of like it more. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, of course, that that inconspicuous van was their undercover vehicle. (laughs) Like Starsky and Hutch. Undercover, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. But Mr. T was awesome. I remember seeing him in before he was a star. He was on a, where he first landed for some reason. I was a kid watching it. It was it was a game show for bouncers. The world's greatest bouncer. And he was, yeah. he was a bouncer down in Florida. Yep. And he had and, and I think that's, I think Stallone saw him on that. No kid. Yeah, and then was, uh, scheduled him for Clubber Lang um, there you go. Uh, Rocky III. Uh, so, Mr. T is 68 today. Actor Judge Reinhold uh, Beverly Hills Cop, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You always bring this up on his birthday. You see, he's, he's known to be a bit of a jerk or a douchebag. Yeah, that's no the word. Now maybe, maybe time. No, listen, that's years ago. Maybe time has softened him, it's and he's possible. a softer douchebag. <laughs> yeah, you're such a soft <laughs> douchebag. Uh, he hasn't really done a whole lot, uh, right? Maybe I think he's great. Lately. Listen, if all he ever did was Fast Times at Ridgemont High, yeah. it, what an honor to be caught spanking him by Phoebe Cates. What was the uh, the movie? You remember they had that run of movies that were, like, big? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, his was vice versa. Vice versa. Yeah. And was it Kirk Cameron? Yeah. No. He, no. It, it, it was uh, Kevin Arnold. It was um, uh, Fred uh, Savage. Fred yeah, Savage, Fred yeah. Savage. Uh, his was son. Fred Savage. Then what was what, then uh, Kirk Cameron's what? Walk like a man or something. George like that? George Burns, right? No, no, that was that was eighteen again with um, Corey Feldman. <laughs> no, Corey Feldman wasn't in that. Actually, Paulie Shore had a bit part. No, Dream a Little Dream. Dream a Little Dream. Corey Feldman. Right. Was yeah. In. Yes. So oh, that wasn't a switching movie, was it? No, that wasn't it, a switching. No, no, it is a switching movie. Is it? It is. Yes. The the, the um he gets uh he gets the um the personality or the, the yeah check 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 the synopsis of Dream a Little Dream. I never I, could make it all the way through Dream a Little Dream. It's not very good. I watched it for Meredith Salinger because I thought she, she was, was cute. Yeah. 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 Uh but uh yeah, if you could check on Dream a Little Dream, I believe there is a switcheroo thing involved yeah, you're with that. Right. I, I I just remember it as a teen huh. romp, but yeah, an accident puts the consciousness of an elderly dream researcher into the body of a bratty teenager. There you go. Oh, no, and that kidding. was uh, Jason Robards, Steve. Okay. Jason Robards, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but uh yeah. Uh, so now I'm trying to remember who was in the Kirk, the Kirk Cameron thing. Well, Dudley Moore. Was that Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. That, yeah. that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Man, oh, there was that a was, slew of them. And they that mo- was like father, like son. Like father, like son. Yep. Okay. And that one wasn't very good. It wasn't good. Vice versa was pretty good. Yeah. Uh-huh. Big was the best of them, I thought. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they ran through a whole bunch of them like that. <laughs> 18 again was okay. Uh, 13 going on 30. 
Yeah, that yeah. I'm a sucker for that yeah, that's one. That's a good one too. Because I Mark Ruffalo and I fell in love with uh, Jennifer Gardner. Jennifer Gardner yeah. in that movie. So, all right, Steve, I'll give you ten bucks if you can name the, the kid in 18 again. Is George Burns was the elderly guy? All right, the kid in 18 again. Um, Man, he didn't do much. No, he did no. not. No, and I'm trying to remember what else he might have been. I think he was in like one other thing I remember, and All that right, was let, it. What is it, Nick? Charlie Schlatter. Charlie Schlatter. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I, did he play? No, no. Yeah, he went on to nothing. He's, but, a, he's a destitute loser. But Paulie Shore played his best friend in that movie, and, and it, it was a small role for Paulie. Uh, well, anyhow, Judge Reinhold, 63. <laughs> Walked today. on uh, Vice Versa Lane. Yeah. Leo Sayer, the singer who did uh, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing. I want to dance the night away. Dancing. And uh, when I need you, and uh, more than I can say, a couple of hits for him. He's seventy-two. Uh, Stan Lynch, former drummer of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, always liked his style. My wife had a massive crush on him. On Stan Lynch? Oh yes, no absolutely. He's sixty-five today. Nick Cassavetes, the director and screenwriter who brought us things like The Notebook and John Q and Alpha Dog, is sixty-one. He's supposed to be a little freaky. Is he? Yeah, his father, John Cassavetti, is one of the great actor of of, of progressive directing, of, of very artsy directing, yeah. uh, you know, improvised uh, dialogue. Uh, he did that on the drama side. So as uh, Christopher Guest was doing comedy stuff that way, oh. he was doing dramas that way. Wow, yeah, you don't yeah. really see dramas like that often. No, no, okay. yeah. Uh, and then the last birthday, Feruza Balk. Uh, American History X, The Craft, The Waterboy, Almost Famous. Uh, she is... Um, She's got a large mouth. The wa- <laughs> she, and she's and the, the water boy. She's she's very hot. sexy. I find her sexy. She's I find sexy. her sexy in an odd way. You know what I mean? In, in an I'll slit your throat while you're asleep way. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's she's got a and especially in the craft. Oh my the god! Craft. When she, she has that evil. freak out <laughs> at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's terrifying. Uh, so she's uh, 46 today. Feruza Bog. All right, we will uh, go for the answer to this question. Uh, name one of the two movies for which... Uh, I'm going to sound like intern Ben there. <laughs> 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 Thinking of Badgett? I was just asking a question about Steven Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> of course, I see what I see what I'm uh, <laughs> Name one of two movies for which he won Best uh, Director Academy Award. <laughs> <laughs> in the 1990s, you could imagine. That's what you could imagine. 215 263 We're going to go to Nicole. Hi there, Nicole. Hey, how are you? Awesome. Can you give me one of the two movies that he was uh, that he won an Oscar for? Schindler's List. Schindler's List. The other Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yep. Hang on, Nicole. <laughs> Schindler's List was uh, a revelation. So. Five times in the theaters. And it's almost the same as the movie we're giving away, Sonic the Hedgehog it, on Blu-ray. In many ways, yeah. Uh, stars James Marsden, Jim Carrey. Critics call it entertaining and action-packed and an awesome adventure for all ages. Own it now on digital Blu-ray and 4K Ultra HD, which includes a limited edition comic book while supplies last rated PG from Paramount Pictures. All right, we'll start with this. Chrissy Teigen is not greeting the ousting of her critic, Allison Roman with Glee. Roman, who is a chef and a budding food personality, 
created quite a controversy when she dragged the model-turned-author Tegan as a sellout who runs a content farm on social media in an interview with a new consumer. Now, fans quickly mounted a social media backlash against Roman after they jumped on Tegan, and Tegan herself got a little bit involved, temporarily dropping off social media and saying that she was bummed out over Roman's assessment of her work, especially after she'd publicly supported her so many times. I don't understand I don't understand this fight. I, I read a couple articles on it. And I didn't, so who, who quote-unquote, started it? Uh, Roman did. Roman did. Yeah, okay. she, she kind of lashed out at her, and uh, where apparently she's supposedly a good cook. Uh, Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen? Yes. All right. And she loves it. And, yeah. um, so what's yeah, the listen, problem? Well, she monetized what she is able to do. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. And I think this chick's just maybe a little bit so, jealous. So let me get to the crux of yeah. this. Uh, this week it was revealed that Roman's New York Times food column was put on hiatus after the drama. When the news broke, Teigen responded to a post praising Roman's shallot pasta which Tegan agrees is a very good recipe. And then she writes, on Wednesday she wrote, I hope he can laugh about it one day, but I'm not happy with the New York Times. Uh, she definitely uh, can't laugh about it yet. It just sucks in every way. So she she doesn't want the woman to get fired no, or anything no. like that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can... But she's kind of coming to her defense. She also responded to a tweet from New York Times opinion writer Barry Weiss, who wrote that all she had to do was to be canceled was to criticize a celebrity. Uh, Tegan replied, I don't like this one bit. And I'm doing what I can off of Twitter to make that known. So yeah, yeah I, if you're if you're a critic or you're a food critic or you you state your opinion, you're allowed to do that, I, and, and people can respond the way they see fit. But you shouldn't be if you're in a position yeah. at a paper where you're hired to express your opinion. Right? Why would you be fired for that? It, so it's weird because like I actually sort of followed this from the beginning because I do follow Chrissy Teigen on on Twitter, and the only reason I know about it is I saw her react to this article that uh, this woman had basically talked about Christy Teigen and and I think what she was most heard about was that she wasn't asked about Christy Teigen she basically just offered up Christy Teigen as an example right. in an answer and Christy Teigen was sort of a fan of this person and she was a big fan of this right, person that would suck. And, and so she was kind of just taking it back I didn't necessarily think that this woman really um, buried her in in her answer. What and, a world, right? But, yeah, yeah, but um, but Chrissy's got a huge following on social media. Right. So then all these people came to her defense. Right, right, yeah. Right. So anyhow, right. so Chrissy Teigen doesn't doesn't think she needs to be you know removed from her position. All right, moving on. This is also where we are. Spencer Pratt is hoping the reality gods hear him after his pal Kristen Cavallari announced the end of their E series. Very Cavallari, it's I, over. I, I know. It devastated me. You want to hear a Spencer Pratt song? I have it right here, Preston. <laughs> Ain't no thing but a chicken wing. This is yeah. legit, right? That's legit, Spencer Pratt. Yeah. It, uh, so stop production on it. It's, it's crazy. I'm, I was bummed, not so much for the show, but bummed for for Brittany. Uh, yeah. Brittany Taylor's her former calendar girl, who's now an, a uh, uh, like basically the right hand woman. Now she's going to continue with the company, which is uncommon, James. That's my understanding. Who Brittany is. Yeah, Brittany, because she okay. is a legitimately employee, and 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 uh, Chrissy Cavallari. Really thinks the world of her, but uh, you know what? In a bizarre way, I got into the freaking show. 36-year-old Pratt reposted Kalari's uh, Ka- uh, uh, announcement that the show was over on his Instagram. Nothing's over! <laughs> on his Instagram stories. Uh, but maybe maybe it, uh, it stinks! It stinks. Coming back home fighting that the show's over. Favorite reality show, Kristen Caballari. Uh He wrote on Instagram stories. Jay Cutler getting a divorce. Uh, Kay Cavi leaving her show on E! Say a prayer, she's coming to the hills. And another story, he said a prayer while holding up a Taylor Swift mug. 
Uh, he he's said, good. He's so good. I Man. just want to talk to God real quick. He said, dear God and everyone watching this, please add this prayer. We'd all love Kristen Cavallari to join the Hills New Beginnings. So let's put let's uh, let's out that out that out there. Let's get, I think it's supposed to be get that out there into Hell. the universe multiverse. Thanks, God. So nothing if you, is over. Nothing is over. <laughs> and if anybody knows, you watch the show. She did reunite with some of the girls from the Hills. They had a ladies' night out. You remember that, Kathy? Did you see that episode? I did. did. you see that episode? No, I didn't. I didn't. I'm sorry. But I do have a question for you. Do you know if her business um, was successful because of the show or the other way around? Was the show successful because she started the business and I, that's how? You know, to be honest, I think that, that she carries enough stock with with her target demo because of The Hills and because of other reality shows that that would have helped it get uh, a leg up. Now, the show certainly didn't hurt it. And uh, I think it's I think it's up and running now. My guess is she might, I mean, in fact, end up on the hills in some level. Oh, maybe. Well, mm-hmm. well, maybe that's why she's. Yeah, maybe that's why she's doing. It. I'm just wondering because the business what is so successful. I'm wondering if not doing the show is going to hurt that for her. Uh, she, she, she is too much. She has lived her entire life on quote unquote reality shows. Yeah, but she'll come she, back with something. She debuted on reality TV on uh, Laguna Beach 2004 2006, then joined the cast of the Hills uh, spinoff uh, from 2006 2000. 2010, the rebooted Hills New Beginnings uh, about in 2019 with most of the cast minus her because her contract at E didn't allow it. Uh, she is still, but allows it. She is still tight with Pratt, uh, his wife Heidi Montag, and Audrina Partridge. So Heidi Montag and Audrina Partridge were two of the. I don't believe I know this. They all hung out for an. There was an episode of of uh, Very Cavalry where they were there. So now it makes sense. Unsurprisingly, some and if you've watched the show, then you might know who these people are. Unsurprisingly, some of her former co-stars are throwing shade. Her ex-employee and star of the first season, Shannon Ford. Oh, Shannon was the redhead in charge of the internet stuff, Preston. <laughs> well, she posted a gif of herself from the show saying, Hallelujah, Amen, alongside a caption reading, Happy Tuesday. No, she wow. didn't. She so didn't. She was locking well, she horns. Fired, right? She was locking horns with Britney all the time, Kathy. Yeah. Do you remember that? Don't and of do course, that. of course I sided with Britney, though, Preston, you would like her because she's a redhead. Okay, and then Reagan Aggie. That's right. Who starred in the first two seasons. Look at my bling girls. And was also fired. It's to die for. Amazeballs, right? She she shared shared a clip of herself on the show alongside the caption saying, I'm down with that. This bitch is down for a Long Island iced tea. Who's in? So so these people hated her, I guess. Yeah. She she was, she, um, we talked about uh, the topic of excuses yesterday, Mm -hmm. at least on this show, which we don't know what percentage is real. But she was the queen of excuses. Okay. All right. Uh, moving on. And I meant to get to this yesterday, but her printer wasn't working. And I forgot about all the stories I sent to the printer that didn't come up that I wanted to mention yesterday. But our buddy Joe Rogan is making a major change in his uh, popular Joe Rogan Experience podcast. Uh, he's moving to Spotify in a multi-year deal. Um, reportedly, according to the Wall Street Journal, it's worth over $100 million. So he got the exact same deal we have. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. Good. Hey, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm happy for him. Good for him. Yeah, he deserves it. Uh, no, Joe's been uh, good to us. We've we've had him on many times over the years, and from time to time, you will hear him actually mention us on his uh, on his podcast, which he, is awesome. He does, does the work. He does the. Uh, you know, he gets he gets interesting guests. He's uh, and, and he balances that with the UFC stuff, and he's he's all in. And uh, yeah, couldn't happen to a, to a nicer guy. He's a he's a hard working dude. Absolutely, he's, he's a workaholic, yeah. and uh, it, and he you know he, he's he's good with his words. He lets his opinion be known. He listens to all sides. And, yeah. and uh, 
forms an opinion, and he's a good host. Yeah. He is. He, he was, he's he, very good. He was made for being on a microphone, so congrats to Joe. I reached out to him on behalf of the show yesterday just to say we're happy for him. Congratulations. Cool. And then he said, um... <laughs> <laughs> Listen... He's now in we're, that realm. We're really good friends with him. He will always, we'll always have a friendship, depending on what the ratio is right now. Of... Oh, Casey, was he hanging out in the same room as Will Forte? I think yeah. the same. Yeah. Is Will blowing you off now? Yeah, Nick? him, oh God, uh, Will Forte, Berbiglia, they're all hanging out together. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, there will come a time. There will come a time. In this post, here's the ultimate nightmare. In this post-pandemic world, we become the only entertainment available. Right. And then they're knocking yeah. down the door to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Yeah, in that desperate that's, situation that's where we're the only entertainment. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, Oprah Winfrey is opening up her wallet once again. The media mogul previously shelled out uh, $10 million for relief efforts. And on Wednesday, she announced that she's giving an additional $2 million to hard hit. $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. Two regions. $10 million, $10 million, $10 million. Did you see she opened up her wallet and a lot of the cash fell out, Preston? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so her hometown of Kosciuszko, Mississippi, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, uh, Chicago, Nashville, Milwaukee, and Baltimore, and the funds will go toward Oklahoma! everything, everything from uh, housing <laughs> and food to mental health services. So she's coughing up 12 mil, man. She walks nice. the walk. What's her uh, estimated wealth at this point? I don't know. I mean, she's. I think she's a billionaire, right? She's got to be a billionaire by this time. Yeah, I would assume. While most of the world is giving itself bowl cuts and stretch pants, Heidi Klum isn't letting coronavirus interfere with her glam. The supermodel posted a shot of herself on Instagram with several Instagram stories. As Bitch, she's getting her glam on. Documenting how she found a way to safely get highlights while respecting social distancing rules. Oh, I know what she's doing. She's pretending she's doing this stuff at home, but somebody right. actually comes in on the side. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so she's chastising everyone else, but she has someone coming in the back door to do it. Uh, in fact, she tagged, uh, she wrote, Love You, Hair by Lorenzo Martin. Uh, she captioned the picture, which uh, featured her in black lingerie, fishnet tights, black pumps, and a face mask. Is that how you get your hair cut, Kathy? Oh, please, right? I am still enjoying being in sweatpants. I don't care. <laughs> Lorenzo Martin, uh, wearing a face mask, shielded himself in an umbrella with armhole cutouts, apparently. What? So I guess that's how he did it. He what, was used, he dressed as SpongeBob? He used an umbrella, right? It's a funny picture. It, her, I mean, she looks great. She's got the lingerie on. I'm looking at it now. And uh, him with the behind the umbrella with the mask and the sunglasses on, it's, it's kind of post-apocalyptic. It's pretty funny. All right. Uh, Mary-Kate Olsen and Olivier Sarkozy split over several issues. By the way, he, she's 33, he's 50. I thought it was a bigger... So did I. Uh, ...distance. But I anyhow... I don't think I love you anymore. Uh, one of the, Where are the cigarettes? One of the key problems was that uh, they didn't agree on whether they should have children together or not, a source told people. Who who wanted and who didn't want. I think he she did. So he already has two grown children with his ex-wife, Charlotte Bernard. They're both 48. And uh, they didn't want uh, any other children. A few years ago, according to the source, having a baby was not a priority for her. This has changed. Oh. Uh, she filed for divorce on <laughs> April 17th, then requested an emergency order to file for divorce on May 13th, citing fears that Sarkozy would oust her from their apartment a judge denied her request, deeming it non-essential during the coronavirus pandemic. Get out, you little troll. By the way, their apartment yeah. would be the size of three of your houses, yeah. I would imagine. In so. fact, Preston, I believe what they did is they bought, they bought, or she did, she bought two super huge, 
like penthouses and join them, merged them. Yeah, yeah. So. I had friends that split up for that reason, but they they established that at the beginning of the relationship. They'd been dating for three or four months. She wanted to have kids. He was divorced uh, and had a child from a previous marriage. Didn't want any more kids, and they were great together. But they just decided, well, we're not going to continue this any further because she wants something fundamental in life that he doesn't want anymore. You know? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That, and that's what happens. So a lot of times that that so that'll be made uh, that decision will be made at the outset, and right. uh, sensibilities change. Yeah, and that's uh, and you can't blame the other person. No, no. it's what who, they want. Who doesn't want to budge? That yeah. says, "Look, we agreed on this. I yeah. entered into this, and and I was pretty resolute. So I I get it. I'm I, sorry. I'm Audi. Yeah. <laughs> You're Audi. Yeah, I'm Audi five thousand. <laughs> All right. Uh, Don't Ru- play me like that. Ruby Rose is hanging up the cowl way sooner than anyone expected. The Australian actress is leaving Batwoman, which concluded its first season this past Sunday. Okay. I have some when you're done with this, I have some observations. In light of this decision, the CW hero dra- superhero drama will recast the role ahead of its second season, which will hopefully premiere in 2021. Uh, she said in a statement, I made the very difficult difficult decision to not return to Batwoman this season. This was not a decision I made lightly. As I have the utmost respect for the cast, crew, and everyone involved with the show in both Vancouver and Los Angeles. But they stink! Uh, that's what she said. No, she said, uh, I am. Stinks! I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm beyond appreciative to uh, Greg Berlanti. And then she names all yeah. these writers and so on that you would know. The, uh, Greg Berlanti created uh, Arrow and uh, the series, Flash and all that stuff. So that's that's all his realm, his world. And then she goes on to thank Peter Roth and Mike Pedowitz and uh, the team at Warner Brothers and the, uh, and you know, Snackables. Uh, Sarah Schechner Snackables. and Caroline Dries. And <laughs> anyway, there's a, a whole list of names here. But uh, and and the CW who put so much into the show and always believed in me. Thank you to everyone who made season one a success. I'm truly grateful. So my issue, I think I do like Ruby Rose a lot, and I think she was great in uh, John Wick too. And I, I, you know, I, the whole deal. But as I said a couple times already on the show, as Batwoman, when she gets into fights, she's so small, yeah, that it's laughable when she's taking on these huge dudes who should be flinging her around like nobody's business, right? And and uh, and it's just. It sort of defies logic. Well, isn't that really on the... Not like that, the, that there's a lot of logic in that woman, but right. still. But isn't that kind of on the director? Shouldn't the director, like, shoot the fight scenes in such a way that don't make her look well, as tiny as she is? She's just so... Yeah. She, it's hard to hide that. Hand-to-hand yeah. combat, if you are grossly outweighed, mm-hmm. more than likely you're going to lose. Yeah. 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 So no, that, you're right. It's it's just kind of the, the physics of it. Yeah. You know? I have a question about her character, though, Steve, because we had a picture here in the studio yeah. where her she has uh, red hair. She wears okay. that as a as a as so a that's costume. A wig. That's okay. part of the costume. Okay. So maybe what they should do is you know get somebody. You know she's she's very austere. She's and and she's out as a, as a uh, a lesbian on the show, and she has her 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 uh, female love interest, a couple of them. But um, yeah, there it's also Preston. They've had a lack of compelling nemesis, right? And yeah. that's sort of hurt the show. Yep, you got to have that. Yeah. So she's out, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening and how they're going to replace her. Jennifer Lawrence is as unvarnished as ever in a chat with Amy Schumer on her quarantine cooking show called Amy Schumer Learns to Cook. Schumer told Lawrence, uh, and uh, uh, this is kind of a fun conversation, uh, Schumer said, we're drinking Chardonnay because, as you know, I, I like an oaky shard. What kind of wine do you like? I don't remember because I'm a bad friend. And Lawrence said she prefers Sauvignon Blanc. She said, I mean, if I'm drinking white, which I think is mainly for sluts, 
Um, But I love this. These days, she said she's, quote, trying to wait till 6 p.m. So I have, like, a preemptive beer at 5. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. They are, they were supposedly writing a script for a movie together. This is before she got pregnant uh and I, I i i'd like to see them together in a movie like by the that. way do you guys have a drinking time schedule I'm talking to nick and uh and and kathy yeah and well yes waiting until after six is a good idea but yep. but the thing for me and maybe you agree with this preston is sometimes when you get a little bit of a buzz on early uh it makes you pass out earlier yes and therefore you're not as hung over the next day oh okay so I haven't used that logic. Uh, the earlier you drink, the less likely you're going to be to have a hangover. Well, I, you know, in, back in the day, Steve, you, you know, drink until two or three in the morning, and, and you could do that, and it's fine. Now I can't do that anymore, and right. it just yeah. it ruins a weekend, especially if I'm doing it on you know on a Friday night or whatever. I my my answer is no. Okay, just nothing. You just do it whenever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. She's a free spirit. Now I have like when uh, I I will I I still go to bed fairly early just because of what time our, you go to bed or four a.m. schedule even uh, like on the weekend. Normally I'm in bed by nine o'clock. I'm I'm asleep by nine o'clock. Really? Yeah. Wow. Good oh, for absolutely. you, man. Because uh, yeah, because that'll give me seven hours of sleep. I go to sleep. I'm I'm asleep by eleven. You know, and you get I, up at what time? Three forty-five. You're not getting enough sleep. Yeah. You're getting I like know. four and a half hours of sleep. Yeah. And that's not good. Yeah, well, I, I make it work. You're odd, so. Yeah, I am odd. <laughs> yeah. I'm very odd. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. it odd physically. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. Everything, so. yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, so 9 o'clock. And then on the weekend, like, you know, 11 or something like that. So I like to wait till a little bit later on, if I can, to uh, just to start sipping. Which time tomorrow's a holiday weekend, so you can start yeah. whenever you want. I can. Yeah. Anytime. Do you know what sucks, though? Because our week is so is that way because of the schedule, the time you're going to sleep, or the time you go up to bed, that on the weekend, it's like... Even if I'm desperately tired, there's no way on Saturday night I'm going up to bed at 9.30. Yeah. No way. Chris, do you have a sketch? Not at all. Okay. Especially on the weekends. Like, normal life, like, I would be out until 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but now, my only thing now is I don't drink alone. I, I refuse to drink. Yeah, when nobody is. <laughs> when I drink alone. It's pretty much all I do. Okay. Yeah. So, because I, I realized last night that, like, I, I, I had a Zoom call with some friends. With my but, friend Bud Wiser. <laughs> no, like, um, no, like, I just, I, I wasn't into the call, but I kind of wanted some wine, so I got on the call so I could drink. You're, 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 you're jumping on Zoom happy hours so you can drink with other people. I follow her logic. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. 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 Well, my Just wife, try it. You'll you'll love it. My drink wife alone? tonight will be yeah. doing that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy likes drinking alone. She, she sits there with her gun cleaning right. kit. You'll no, you know what? It. I'll have a glass of wine and watch a show. Like that's like that's yeah. how I wind down. Yeah, you, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I like, like I love I it when a plan comes together. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like it doesn't need to be. Like drinking doesn't always need to be social. You you know, like I like sitting in front of the TV and. It's, it's it also going to be fun if you're an edgy loner. <laughs> They're doing shots. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get on to the clips. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. A woman tries to solve the mysterious death of her famous DJ brother in White Lines. Here, star Laura Haddock explains the most exciting elements of the show's script. It's hugely entertaining, high octane, de- kind of deeply rooted in emotion. Um, Big, great big um, action scenes, you know, all of this stuff that's kind of hurtling around this really strong, solid heart. So, yeah, it was really important to me that it had that. What the f*** is this? Uh, White Lines is streaming now on Netflix. And here's the next clip. 
Sweet Magnolias follows three lifelong best friends as they deal with the complexities of romance, career, and family. In this clip, star Joanna Garcia Swisher discusses how much fun she had filming the show. Here we go. It was absolutely beautiful. I love working in um, Atlanta and the surrounding areas. They just, it's just, it feels like home to me. And um, this show, it's definitely, it's got all the warm and fuzzy vibes. There was a lot of that um, on our set. It was just a really great experience. We're not more. <laughs> uh, Sweet Magnolias is streaming now on Netflix. Yay. And there you go. That is your entertainment report. You guys want to talk to the coolest teacher? Oh, oh yeah. I love to, yeah. Uh, from Maple Shade High School because she is on the line. And uh, we made the announcement earlier this morning. And we are happy to welcome uh, Miss Erin Moran Yay. to the show. Hello, Ms. Moran. Hi. Sorry about the guys at work. No, it's okay. No such thing. Especially for this. How you doing today? Oh, uh, great. Work's been different for me lately, but yeah. I'm going at it. So yeah. I can imagine. All right, so, you know, we'll, we'll get this out of the way. You have the same name as Joni, the actress. Uh, <laughs> yes, you know, yes from, uh, I do. <laughs> Joni, Joni Lovchachi and, and, and Happy Days and all that. May I ask your age, Aaron? Uh, 29. Oh, yeah, so you're way too young. Yeah, to, way too young to know yeah. anybody about, about all that stuff. But, yeah, yeah. so you wouldn't I, sing up the pump up the, uh, what's the song, Case? Pump, pump your, blood. your blood. Casey was curious, since you're a biology teacher, if you played this song for your students because it came from Happy yeah. Days. <laughs> uh, no, if I don't get it, they definitely won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now, did, did your parents know that there was an actress named Aaron Moran before they named you? You know, I'm not totally sure because I try to think about the first time I heard somebody reference that. And I think it was um, like when I was watching TV and I would see the like credits roll and things like that. I'm like, oh, that's hmm, that's my name. I don't know. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Better yeah. than uh, Henry Winkler. So it really yeah, hasn't yeah. impacted oh. your life that much. <laughs> yeah, well, Erin, okay. I want to ask you about your, um, your what you teach. You teach biology and forensics, and I wanted to find out when you – Wanted to choose that as a career path because my daughter fell in love with the idea of forensics when she was, oh, my gosh, when whenever the flash started. Because oh, because he's Barry a, Allen yeah, is a, forensic is a friend. scientist. Yeah. yeah, so I wanted to know if that started early for you. So when I um, originally went to school to be a teacher, I knew I just wanted to do biology. And then once I got the job at Maple Shade, I taught there for a year, and they just started their bio program. So two of my coworkers taught it for the first year. And then schedules changed, and I got to pick it up for the second year. And it kind of just so happens that I'm like a down-low murderino, and I also get to teach uh, forensic science. So um, That's cool. It worked out that way. It's very cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, But forensic science doesn't necessarily just mean dead body parts and things like that, right? I mean, no, that's just that's a part of it. But it's all about applying science to solve crimes. Right. Um, So the whole whodunit thing really gets... Uh, the kids interested. So, yeah. what, what's your favorite police procedural? Um, I don't know. I'm more of a, a documentary okay. person. I tell my kids, I have a student. She's obsessed with Criminal Minds, and she's like, "Can we watch Criminal Minds? Can we watch Criminal Minds?" I'm like that show is not <laughs> not what we're into here. CSI or Law and Order. So, yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's all cool. Right. Uh, all right, Aaron, you got any plans for the summer? Um, I'm hoping that. I can go to the beach. I had a couple uh, concerts lined up, but pretty bummed out that that's not going to happen. Yeah, be yep, yep. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, situation we're all in right about now. Yeah. So unfortunately, yeah. well, listen to uh, give you a, a wonderful, cheerful. <laughs> Uh, summer, we have the Preston and Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. Better than any concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. come on. 
Uh, but it's from the it's from the students, so it's got to mean something to you. Yeah, this is. I have to say that probably the most exciting thing that's happened to me ever. I've been listening to you guys are the coolest teacher since I was in college, and it's just like, oh, that'd be so cool. What if I get a job as a teacher, and then they call my school, and there then you go. I get voted, and now you know it's all coming together. Excellent. Yeah. We're really happy for you, Aaron. Awesome. Congratulations, and uh, you, hang in there for the rest of the school year, and and we'll make sure you get your uh, your mug, okay? Thank you. All right, great work, Aaron. Yeah. Yeah. And forensics teacher at Maple Shade. That's so cool. Our next school is Arthur P. Shallock Pittsgrove. I've been told via text they just call it AP Shallock. Okay. Uh, so I would. You guys need to vote, and it's real easy to do. You just text the word teacher to 39333, and then we'll send you back a link, and then uh, you handle the rest. We'll take a break, and we'll be back in just a moment. So don't stray too far. In the book of radio rules, under long holiday weekends, countdowns are a given. But at MMR, rules are often open to interpretation. So this Memorial Day weekend, MMR presents the purely subjective 933 song countdown. 933 songs in a completely arbitrary order. After all, is song number 356 really that much better than song 357? Who knows? But we do know it will be more than four days worth of everything that rocks with no repeats. Perfect for your holiday weekend. The purely subjective 933 song countdown. Powered by Coors Light. Made to chill. From the station that needs to stop drinking at programming meetings. 93.3 WMMR. If you missed the news, MMRBQ has been canceled, even with the uh, rescheduled date in September. It's uh, due to uncertainty and conflicts. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's it's where we are right now. A lot of, uh, in fact, every single day that I go and I look into my prep, there's another tour that's been canceled. So yeah. it is just kind of the, the status quo as of now. Uh, people are, are texting in, asking about it through the course of the morning, because the, the, uh, the announcement was made yesterday. And people are inquiring about other things, like... You know, the blood drive. Hey, we're having discussions about that. We're going to try to figure something out. What that's going to look like, we don't know yet. Hey, we could even look further down the road and say, what's the camp out for hunger going to look like yeah. this year? Don't know yet, but was, we're going to work <clears throat> on those things. You know, we're going to do what we can. I was just talking to Matt Ritter from Subaru, and, and that the, the topic comes up, and we're just we're going to, just that press to get a beat on where things are going. They're going to happen by hook or crook at some level, at some way. But we just have to figure out how to do that. All plans are fluid, yeah. so we'll just have to wait and, and see what it looks like as we get closer. A la, uh, tomorrow would have been our live broadcast from Keenan's Irish Pub. Oh, yeah. For the, uh, you know, opening, official opening of the Jersey Shore, the eggs, uh, eggs with peg, the whole thing. So that clearly is not going to be happening. However, tomorrow morning we, we are going to make sure that we acknowledge that and spend some time with uh, Keenan's in a kind of virtual way. So we, we do have a couple of things planned. In fact, one of the things we're going to need your help on, and I'm going to solicit for calls right now for that, if you can help out with this, tomorrow morning there is a contest that we normally do called Crowd Karaoke. And we have the crowd sing songs for contestants, and they try to figure out what song it is. Well, we're going to try to do a version of that with people on the phone. So we need singers for yes. tomorrow morning who will be available. And I think we're going to do it around... 815 or something like that. Uh, and if you think you could help us out, 
then we need you to call right now. Marissa, get like seven people, okay? And we'll do five for sure, a couple alternates, because you never know. Sometimes these things fall through and people it's can't possible, make it. It's possible, yeah. So 215-263-WMMR. And what we're going to do is we're going to send you the lyrics to the songs that you will all sing together on the phone at the same time. And we've tried something like this before. It's a horrible mess. It's a disaster. It always is. But that's the idea. Exactly. So call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll get your information if you want to assist. I don't know if we can compensate you in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, you know what? We can do this this today. And I'd rather say this today because tomorrow is going to be brought to us by somebody else. But today, we're going to compensate those people with cases of Sly Fox's Alex's Lemon Wheat Ale. That is a refreshing, unfiltered wheat beer brewed with real lemon, $1.00 from every case sold benefits Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation for Childhood Cancer. You can also order your favorite bites and brews at slyfoxbeer.com available for pickup at all Sly Fox locations. Well, that's great. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't call in tomorrow to sing, you don't get the beer. Okay, so how about that's that? Right. We, we need you to do that. All right. I want to so. ask Preston and Steve a question. Do you guys yeah. like it when things go well or when they don't go well? Uh, uh, Preston, it you depends. take it first. <laughs> uh, it depends. I mean, there there have been things that, that don't go well and end up being awesome at Keenan's, and then there are other times where they're just, oh, this is not good. <laughs> so it all depends. Uh, years ago, Nick, to answer your question, I was doing stand-up comedy, and, and I would be in a place where the audience was just horrible, or there was just noise or whatever. I could end up enjoying that equally as much as doing having a great time on stage, you know. So I, I, I carry that with the show. Certainly if it's something that we've wait, put a lot of time into and meticulously right. invested time in, it comes off great. That's awesome. Yeah. But there's a certain, ah, what the hell, when things just start caving in on top of themselves. Especially at Keenan's. At yeah. Keenan's is a given that something is going to go dramatically wrong. Tomorrow we can uh, we can reminisce about those uh, great moments and horrible moments at uh, Keenan's Irish Pub because it would have been our fifteenth live yeah, broadcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know. Man. So, so we've done <laughs> we've done a number of them. I was looking at a number of the videos we're putting together some stuff uh, for tomorrow, and uh, there there are moments where you're saying. Why isn't that person not an invalid at this point? Well, you know, we we, yeah. we did we, some crazy ass stuff. We're going to talk about. I am tomorrow. really really proud of uh, what we were able to build down there uh, because it was it was sort of something that was uh, <laughs> invented to rival what was going on in some other beach towns, and what we created was absolute. Yeah. Debauchery. Yeah, it started off light. Mm-hmm. It was that first year or two, and then it Ba-bam! turned into insanity. <laughs> All right, listen, uh, there are a couple things that I'd like to to go through. A couple things I noticed, actually. Oh. Oh. Um, and, yeah, legitimately noticed these. Uh, and we'll start with a... Uh, the Memorial Day weekend version of the noticer. He notices that Memorial Day weekend is this weekend, but that doesn't stop him from noticing. Noticing is hard. It You've is. got to pay attention. Yes. Sometimes you don't have time to do that. But the noticer, he's there for you. All right, I noticed Noticing it. things. I noticed so that there, you don't have to. there was a piece of audio that we didn't get to yesterday, and I meant to. Uh, oh. Because, the, 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 you know. The, 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 the friend te- of the thing, the guy. Technical issues, anyhow. Uh, so one, one of our favorite uh, graduation moments uh, was the Julie Jerkoff. Yes. Uh, with a woman mispronounces uh, Julie Kirkoff on a on a great sound system, clearly recorded. It's perfect. Yes. Now, what I don't have for this one is which governor did this. I think he's the governor of Tennessee. Okay. Uh, oh. no, no, it's a it's a I, state that begins with an M. It's a Mississippi. It's Mississippi. Mississippi. Okay. okay. Mississippi. I uh, sent it to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy, you sent it over. 
Yes. All right. Uh, it's not quite as grand no. as this. Is it? Is this Julie? Yeah, it's right. Julie. Julie, jerk off. <laughs> Forgive me, Kirk off. It's uh, not quite as grand. Forgive as me, butt liquor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know you were tuning up. All right. So uh, the governor is reading uh, congratulatory messages to graduates, right? Trying to do a nice thing because yeah. obviously everyone's getting some sort of version of the graduation they would have had. Yeah. So he figures, it's in okay, Jackson, Mississippi, Jackson, Jackson Mississippi. Mississippi. <clears throat> okay, I'll I'll read I'll read some names of graduates. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi. Mississippi. All right, here we go. This is him uh, reading the names. A special shout out to the 2020 class, Christian Andrews. DeCameron McKenzie Mays, Drew Yurk, Ethan Sini, Gavin Christopher Davis, right. Grayson Doss, Harry Ashcraft. I'm sorry, what was that? Uh, what was that last name again? It was um... Harry Ashcraft. Harry Ashcraft. <laughs> it was the last name was spelled A A Z C R A C. Yep. Ashcraft. Yeah. Harry Ascrack. All right. <laughs> Harry Ascrack. Harry Ascrack. Oh. Kevin Harris. Oh, my God. Ball sacks are yummy. Yeah, yeah exactly. His drinker. Oh, Didn't Lord. he get, like, an official list from the school? Like, how did that slide in there? Eager and vigorous salad tosser. What? That is a damn good question, Kathy. This is the governor we're talking about, and mm-hmm. you would think that someone... Uh, from a, uh, a level of authority would have gotten him a proper list. So I don't know. Three knuckles deep ball sniffer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. That was Glenn Johnson. I have uh, I have not heard any follow-up from the governor about this, but... Um, He's trying to do a nice thing. I know. But you know what? You're right. Doesn't matter. <laughs> <He> pro- <laughs> My guess is he probably chuckled. Every yeah. single day for summers upon summers <laughs> at my pool, we got, you know, we, when, when somebody called the pool, we had a pay phone and, and they would call over the loudspeaker. And yeah. I'm telling you every single day, Michael, but the name Mike, yeah, yeah. last name Hunt, yep. got a phone call. Every day? Every day, And Preston. who fell for it every day? Same person? Same old lady. Oh, Aww, you're kidding me. Yep. And she never knew? No, she was like 70-some years old, like... And you guys would... Uh, oh, I didn't do it. No, but Somebody I mean, I, did it. But I'm saying, did you... You heard it and you knew it. Yeah, it was got a over kick the whole loudspeaker. <laughs> it's wow. so many great memories from that swim club, and that was one of them. So that's the classic uh, Mike Hunt is, is, you know, Michael Hunt. That's the yep. name, and obviously, yeah. and there's there's so many. We talked about the list of them. Uh, they're like dad jokes. They never get old. No. Uh, yeah. So I guess this is the governor... He tweeted out, Harry Submitter has a bright future as a Simpsons writer. <laughs> Good response. Yeah. yeah. Good response. Because so. actually that whole thing that, that Bart does with uh, Mo and Mo's Tavern, that's based on a, and it's from years ago. We talked about it. It's the tube bar, I think it is. And red, and this this guy would keep calling up, and he would do those all yeah. the time. I'm looking for yeah, a man yeah, yeah. to hug and kiss. Yep, <laughs> exactly. Wait, and then the governor said, "Congratulations to the entire Azcrack family." <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, all right, I noticed other things. Oh, I'm a noticer, noticing so much sometimes he can't bear it. Uh, I quite legitimately did notice this. Uh, really? A, a few days ago, yes. The Have you noticed the the uh, the layer of pollen on your car? Yes. yes. 
Man, Preston, it's got, crazy this year. I got so I got my car washed the other day, and uh, I usually park it in the garage. And when I came home, I just happened to leave it in the driveway, and I forgot to move it into the garage. So this was overnight. I went on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday night. By Wednesday after the show, I walked out, and it was covered. So, so Saturday just passed. I did this. By the way, Preston, when I went to the car wash, you remember that final shootout in the movie Heat? <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, the car wash attendants had more body armor on than oh those God. guys had. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I like it looks. It looks because it's I haven't hasn't been washed in a while. And Kathy, same thing. Within three hours, a green film all over the car. I couldn't yeah. believe. I yeah. couldn't believe how much was on there. I right, don't call me privileged for this, but I, I have a, a membership to my car wash. Mm-hmm. So do I. Yeah, and it's not like I, you bought a Mercedes. You know, a I know. Yes, I know. But Bill might think mm-hmm. otherwise. I'm a member of Costco. <laughs> don't let that get around. I am an exclusive member of an exclusive club called BJ's Wholesaler. But that thing pays back in dividends, and especially around this time of year. And it then does. Also, and then, I mean, we didn't get much snow this past year, but. Like when there's when it's snow and there's a lot of salt on the ground. Can, when you, can you use you, every car? What's that? Can, I'm sorry, Dana. No, it's it's one per car. So okay. I, and I, I only have it on mine. And it's 20, 20 bucks a month. I'm not familiar with the uh, with this deal at a car wash. Okay, a lot of them have them. I don't know. Car wash. You just yeah, bought a couple I have of those two Blu-rays if you want one. Oh yeah. Uh, so for and you could do different levels. I have the twenty-one dollar level. I can get my car washed every day of the month for yeah. 21 bucks. So the, 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 I go to a place. Uh, I have it, to do this. Yeah. It's yeah, you do. Bryn Mawr, and they do a really good job. And I have the same sort of plan. So if you take the, uh, if you buy the bulk package, you're, you're paying like that, 20 bucks a car wash. Mm-hmm. And they do a, a great job. But oh, for, yeah. that, for that. Right very, on 30, Steve, right? Exactly. I know. Yeah, exactly, they, I've, yeah. I've gone to them before. They do a Wait, really good they're job. They're really good. No, you said 20 bucks a month. A month. Yeah. But you can yeah. go as many times as you want. It's it's weird yeah. that we're talking about this. I just had this conversation with my mom last night, um, and she actually found one that's uh, ten bucks a month. So she goes, I can go what? as as much as I want for ten dollars a month. Now they don't go inside the car; they just wash right. the outside it's of the, the car. It's not the elite. Well, you right. privileged. But she yeah. said they have free vacuum. So she said I can yeah. go and and vacuum myself, and it's free. It comes with that ten dollars a month. Yeah, I've or you can lie. you can do. And we have two different lines. One's exterior only, and then the other one's full service. Virgins. You, yeah, so for... for Virgins <laughs> only. For $30 a month, I could do uh, interior and exterior, but, uh, you know, I just need to do the in, or the exterior. Yeah, a line of the virgin. But it's as short as you <laughs> could imagine. People actually have the joys of physical pleasure get to the left line. It's impossible to govern everyone's laptop, as you can imagine. Various <laughs> <laughs> kind of Sometimes have specific lights for virgins. Because you sit in the car and play with their laptops, as you would imagine. Possible to govern everyone's laptop, as you can imagine. As you can imagine. As you can imagine. <laughs> All right, so anyhow, back to the pollen. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Which is up, as you can imagine. Uh, you would think that a spring rain is a good way to wash away all the pollen, but a new study reveals it's not necessarily the case I at don't. All. It you, creates a green paste on your car. University of Iowa researchers have found that tree pollen fragments remain in the air for two and a half to as many as 11 hours after heavy rains, and that those granules can make their way deep into the lungs, potentially exacerbating allergies. Do you know what a good thing is, though? You know what kills it? Coronavirus COVID. on the backs COVID does. Of, on the backs of uh, murder hornets. Uh, the study author, Elizabeth Stone, says people are sensitive to pollen. So murder hornet carrying coronavirus pollen carriers 
uh, in season should avoid going outdoors during rain events, especially thunderstorms. Well, what are you going to do with and, your car? And for several hours afterwards. So. Keep your car inside during a rainstorm? No, your your car's fine. It just it kind of kicks it up and, and it throws it around in the air. That footage, and I'll never forget it, it was that uh, the bulldozer gently yes. touching a tree. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, and a cloud. It was awful. As much as you think comes out of this tree, oh, pollen. multiply it by it's 20. Unbe- it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, I, Steve, I didn't know that pollen, there's that much pollen in there. So no wonder, right? And it's yeah. been especially windy the past couple of days. Yeah, and for people with allergies, it can wreak havoc. Not as I you can, can imagine. You know what, you know what the, I've noticed, too? I think this is a year, I, Every periodically, every now and then, I think I get a little bit of hay fever. So this year, I've I've had it, certainly. And I think when it's windier, my, my eyes uh, become mm. a little, uh, you know, itchy, I guess, for lack of a better term. And the issue is that pollen grains can be carried up into the cloud-based by storm updrafts where high humidity ruptures them. And then they're... You know what we call these serious clouds? Thought as you can imagine. <laughs> and their fragments fall back down to earth uh, with the falling rain and the storm's downdraft. So you would think... Uh, you. You know, logic would, yeah. would would deem that that it would be washing this stuff away and into the ground. No, Not apparently quite. it's kicking it up and throwing it back up into the system. So, but it seems like it's been pretty bad lately. The pollen has. Yeah, my mind's covered. All right, uh, let's see. I did notice this story, and I noticed uh, that this would be awesome if this were indeed the case here in the United States. Uh, New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern says that a four-day work week could help rebuild the nation's economy in the wake of the coronavirus. Uh, She floated the idea during a Facebook Live. Uh, Ardern brought up a flurry of suggestions that could help jumpstart the country's vital tourism industry, including a shorter work week, which would encourage citizens to travel more. That's her her theory. If things are open, yes, that works. Yeah. If, you I told know. you guys, my, my uh, cousin for years worked for uh, a company based in Europe, and the, the they worked like, there were some, I think through the summer, she may have worked a three-day work week, and then the rest was four-day, and then the vacation was ridiculous. Like, she right. had so much vacation time that she, but it was to encourage them, and even the people in the United States, to travel more. What was the, the business, Kathy? Do you remember? Um, she, it was a travel agency. Yeah, <laughs> she, no, no, no. She was in some sort of foreign business, uh, but it but she was based in the United States. Yeah, but I'm just curious what their what their I, business was. I'm not so, sure. You know she worked I, I for Big League Chew, the gum company. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. That's uh, very American, yeah, though. No, 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 no. That's our baseball thing. Stuttgart. Okay. Uh, so anyhow, uh, she said, I hear lots of people suggesting that we should have a four-day week. Ultimately, that really sits between employers and employees. But as I've said, there's just so much that we've learned about COVID-19 and the flexibility of people working from home, the productivity that can be driven out uh, driven out of that. Oh. I'd encourage people to think about that if you're an employer and in a position to do so, to think about whether or not that is something that would work for your workplace because it certainly would help tourism all around the country. I want to see, obviously, there's going to be, and it needs to happen after this, where we take a, a big breath and then look at the data. Yeah. And if the data supports, as you say, for some companies, hey, productivity didn't take a hit at all You know, during this time. Where perhaps people could, oh, on Fridays, work from home or whatever. When you're done, do your deal. 
that might be something that happens. I mean, obviously, there are certain industries that won't be able to do that. There are certain industries that that's need right to be open, <laughs> like restaurant industry. Like that, that's a seven day a week business. Yeah, some are closed on like Mondays and Tuesdays because, generally speaking, people don't necessarily go out to eat. When my wife worked for years at a, a restaurant that was sort of the family place to go for all the holidays, for turkey dinners and stuff like that, uh, they uh, they would go to a place that had what they call the um, service industry night. So everybody yeah. who worked at those places oh, cool. would go and um, okay. they, they'd be their place to go. Yeah. So my grandfather, my dad's dad, uh, his entire career worked for Bell Atlantic, the phone company. And uh, during the Great Depression, they scaled back the work week to four days a week. And, and he always was proud of himself because he, even during the Depression, was, was a working man. He never was out of work. Um, but th- for uh, Bell Atlantic to get through the Depression, they rolled their um, their work week back to four days a week. And I know it's a different time and different right, circumstances right. and whatever. But it'd be interesting to see if, if companies take that lead again this time around. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, in order to make that work hourly-wise, right? So if, like, the you know normal person works five days a week for eight hours a day for 40 hours a week, you would have to then move that to, like, 10 hours a day for four days. And I, I would no, imagine. I working less. Uh, I would imagine that, uh, yeah. that people. Sometimes you can imagine. If they, if the numbers that make people gainfully employed. Would maybe be more in, uh, inclined to work two extra hours a day to know. have a day, an, maybe. another day maybe. off. Maybe. I wonder, though, if we did, if, if we went to a four-day work, uh, four-day work week, uh, uh, if we would eventually, over time, get tired of that and wish for a three-day work week. <laughs> Probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, you, it, yes, you always want more. Of course uh, you do. Then, but then, yeah. obviously, Friday's the day that would be the day. We wouldn't take Monday, right? If you're mm. No, because Fridays are badass. Yeah. Right. I hate hate Sundays. I feel like every Sunday is ruined for me because I wake up and I'm like, oh, yeah, the weekend's over. Sunday doesn't count to me, Kath. Yeah. Yep. I get Because I start working on Sunday, actually. And I told you. Doing all the prep work. Sunday for me starts to pick back up when America's Funniest Home Videos is on and then I can soldier on through. But you're right. Sunday's sort of, okay. Now, there was another report that U.S. homebound employees are actually working three hours more per day than they did pre-pandemic. And uh, things aren't much better across the pond for people in France, Spain, and the U.K. working an average of about two hours more each day that they work from home, that they're actually working longer. Now, maybe they're taking longer breaks, though. I'm curious. Well, uh, so what what are at home? What is the cumulative amount of work? What is the average amount of work Uh, on average, even with breaks or whatever the deal is? Are they are they executing? Uh, so it, at, at your regular work situation, so you, if you have you have a couple of breaks, so we assume you have about an hour and a half where you're not working, you're taking a break and taking your lunch. So then you say you have what uh, six and a half, or, or how, how many hours are you? Would you be working? Oh, uh, straight uh, if, working. If you if you if had you minus a, your breaks, eight yeah. hour workday. Right, so let's maybe six, hours. six. Yeah, sorry. So, so then, if people are working a like a that equivalent at home, I'd be curious to see statistically how much that's happening. Yeah. Well, I, you know, Preston, for instance, you sit down and you eat your lunch, but you actually are working as you eat your lunch. Yeah, I always do a working lunch. Yeah, yeah. I try to get stuff done while I'm eating. So right. I, I have walk eat, away. I haven't officially eaten lunch in years. <laughs> yeah. I, I always I'll, I'll sit and have I for the most part it's usually a protein bar here yeah uh, and then um, uh, yeah I'd work straight through so you don't you don't eat lunch 
I mean, I have my my protein bar, or I'll I'll go home and I'll have something there, like a like a, a parfait. <laughs> <laughs> As you can imagine, yogurt and some grains and things like that. So you sleep four and a half hours a night and you don't eat lunch. Pretty amazing. Huh? I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> something wrong. Yeah, <laughs> in a good way. Don't yeah. change anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, what else did I notice here? Let me go. Um, okay, this speaks to Casey. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a cry for very happy. Never heard actually has Love as you can imagine. Problem. That has to be the center of attention all the time. <laughs> Impulse <laughs> buying stuff. Impulse uh, buying stuff. Yeah. You should be aware of Instagram's new feature on Tuesday, Facebook, which owns Instagram, announced that it launched Facebook Shops. And these are online shops that live directly on Facebook and Instagram, Casey. Okay. So when you come across a brand or product that you and you like that you like in the app, you can enter the store's online shop to browse. And if the brand has enabled checkout, you can pay for your item right through Facebook or Instagram, right through I've, those apps. I saw this pop up. Yeah, usually when I see something on Instagram that I like that piques my interest, I do not click on that link. Because I just don't want, it. and it's not like it's not it's working because it's still things still pop up on my feed. But I usually go to you like, don't want it to add to the algorithm of of, of that going through that. I know what you're saying. I tried. I'll yeah. take a screenshot of it. Yep. I'll save it in my pictures. I'll go back and then I'll I'll do a browser search. Yeah. And um, see where you can get it. And see where I can get it. Maybe I can get it for cheaper than a lot of time, offer. A lot of times you can, and yeah. a lot of times there's a similar thing. Uh, that of the same quality, that's for less. Uh, you know, I, I check all the different the different sites. Yeah, that's and, so uh, funny. I purposefully click on them so that I, it will remind me later to get it. Oh, really? Okay. Like um, that's how I got my tactical shovel, uh, Kathy. Kathy, I'm well, more because it, because it'll go away. Like if you just scroll past it, it it's not something that you can go back and find. So it'll remind why, you. Yeah, so that's it'll why go away. So if I click on it, yeah. then it will it will eventually come back up in my feed. I do. Um, I'm more impulse buy then though because bye. If I, bye. Uh, bye. because if I do end up looking it up, like for instance, uh, I bought those light up sneakers. Uh, Which are I, cool. Uh, they're if, if really cool. People need to check out Casey's, uh, is it your Instagram page? I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of putting it all over. It starts, right. on, starts on TikTok, I mean, the, then the, goes to Instagram. and They're not just those blinky, I mean, the entire no. shoe lights up. So for anybody interested, they are fiber optic sneakers, Yeah. all right? And they are the, a bunch of different colors, and you can either have one static color, right. or you can have them like, uh, like basically, you know, strobe light different colors and stuff, but... I, I it showed up on my Instagram feed, and then I went and found them on Amazon, and Amazon sold them for forty nine ninety nine. I ordered them on like a Monday; they came on like a Wednesday. Are they comfortable? Um, yeah, they're comfortable enough. Yeah, well, listen, my, my feet, know, right? yeah, my feet suck, right? So I, you know, you the shouldn't feet stink. They stink. Yeah, you've always had foot problems. <laughs> Stinks. Yeah. Uh, so I used to have high arches. I think they they have collapsed. I've got Wait. wide feet, so they fit okay. I they they don't fit bet they fit better when I don't have socks on. All right. Uh, this is a new video of you. I yes. haven't seen this one yet. Oh, this one. You, have uh, your, you the, have your clothes on. I have my clothes on, and it's to sharp dressed man. So sharp okay. dressed man. Okay, I yeah. gotcha. You look like you're in a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, I just wanted to switch it up a little bit okay. there, Preston. Yep, I got you. All right, well, anyhow, uh, buying stuff and impulse buying on Instagram is going to be even easier. I think Steve's an impulse buyer as well, you know, uh, tactical yeah, shovels. Pref- and- Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? And, and I, I never would believe that I would be susceptible to it, but uh, retail therapy. Yeah, uh, I, I really, it helps. And, it, and it's not crazy things that I buy. I don't need to buy, you know, 
very expensive things, but like like for for example, two copies of the Blu-ray uh, for car wash. Yeah, uh, you know that that makes me happy. A little thing now and then, just it's something a package to open up, and it can be the cheapest thing, and most often usually is. But it makes me happy. Even my my Swiffer uh, replacements that come regularly <laughs> made you happy. <laughs> Something, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, one very very quick thing, one last thing, and then we got to move along because we got guests and stuff coming up. But uh, I'm, I'm bringing this up because Marissa did a commercial on her Instagram for uh, Natty Light for Natural Light. Oh, Miller, Miller Light. Light. Oh. <laughs> Never mind then. Uh, well, well, Natty Light's going to give you uh, free beer if you file your taxes this year. What? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So here's the deal. Well, you so, kind of have to. <laughs> Naturalite wants to help you celebrate filing your taxes. The deadline for filing taxes is move uh, from April 15th to July 15th this year. And if you file with Tax Act, you can also get a free case of Natty Light. Uh, you just have to upload your confirmation from Tax Act to naturalite.com and you'd be issued a rebate for a case of beer. Why do they want footage I, of my confirmation? It <laughs> has to do with Tax Act. Oh, so okay. An that's con- a website, I guess, right? Yes. Um, so I, I, I guess they've partnered together. I don't know, but free beer for doing that? Yeah. Have any of you guys had a natural light lately? No. I don't think I've years, ever man. had one. What's yeah. that, Nick? Probably 25 years since I've had one. I, I, I wonder how it tastes compared to some of the other light beers. You know, like, uh, who is it, uh, PBR? Dude, they used to win gold medals, and it's a blind taste test yeah. at the uh, Great American Beer Festival I remember that. every single year. And, yeah. and it's sort of like a jokey, okay, PBR, Schlitz, uh, Milwaukee's Best Natural Light. But, you know, apparently it's a it, it was a decent-tasting beer. Yeah, on it, a non-sponsored beer day, I would like to do a, a taste test uh, of light beers because occasionally, you know, I'll, I'll drink a Miller, Miller Light. Um, but uh, sometimes it's just based on, like, Bottle preference, which is a silly way to drink beer, but it's it's why I will drink a certain beer sometimes. So I, I would do that, Casey. See, bottle see if preference I like meaning just the way it looks. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. It's like like visual appeal and stuff sure. like that. It's it's a stupid way it. to buy something, but I do. This yeah. one looks like an ad. I've been drinking Pacifico lately, and and we uh, they were the sponsor for um, for Cardboard Classic, so it was a yep. coincidence. But I've liked them for a long time, and the and I got a case. I don't know. Uh, in, probably in December, and that's the beer I've been having over the last few months. Yeah, that that, that I think that that uh, cardboard classic turned a lot of people on. To I had never had it. Yeah, never had it, and they had cases of it there, and somebody handed me one. I'm like, ah, I have one. I actually like this. So I've, 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 I've been, oh, I've been buying it. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's all I noticed for now. We got to take a break. Uh, we've uh, we got to move along, Not as you can imagine, and uh, we got to get to the bizarre file because uh, that is coming up, as well as Doctor Mike. We're going to talk to Doctor Mike, Yay. see how he's doing. Sid Wilder will be on the program too, so we got a few things to get to. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us. It's a tumultuous time, yet essential employees go to work day and night to make our lives better, including the healthcare pros, delivery and septa drivers, grocery, pharmacy, sanitation, and janitorial workers. And we thank our police, EMTs, and firefighters. WMMR is here for you, too. Friendly, familiar voices playing everything that rocks. Live, local hosts around the clock. So whenever you need a break from cable news for taking a walk or just getting outside or just to keep your workday moving, we are here for you on your radio, smart speaker, and the MMR app. Where you won't find us is on your credit card bill. We're in this together, and we wouldn't have it any other way. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Final. 
brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. And you can visit cinch.com and use my promo code Preston uh, to get $10 off your first tank exchange. We're starting with a story in Virginia. A family discovered nearly a million bucks in cash after running over bags filled with bills while on a Saturday afternoon drive. Emily Shant said that she was driving in a car with her family when she noticed a car in front of them swerving around an object in the road. The object, which turned out to be a bag, was hit by the Shant's family car. The family thought that someone had left trash in the middle of the street. They put the bag and another one that they saw 15 feet away in their pickup truck, and they didn't know that they were driving around with almost a million dollars in cash in their car. So they run over a bag that's on the street, and they pick it up and take it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there were plastic baggies, and they were there were addresses with something that said Cash Vault, Shan oh, said. Oh, okay. Well, then you take it. <laughs> uh, they called uh, deputies upon making the discovery. Well, they didn't know when they picked it up. They didn't see that stuff until later oh, on. Oh, okay. Uh, deputies are investigating, but believe that the mail bags belong to the Postal Service and that the money was meant for a bank. Uh, but how they ended up on the side of the road remains a bit of a mystery. Wow, but that's man. pretty wild. Do me a favor and pop that million dollars in the mail. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Barry wanted to get his girlfriend a personalized gin glass for her birthday with the message, Happy 30th Birthday, Princess, Love You Millions, written on it. But in a moment of confusion, he makes up the delivery and the personalization boxes on the uh, on the form. So when the glass arrived, it actually said, Can we have it delivered by Monday if possible, <laughs> as that's her 30th? Nice one. <laughs> It's engraved on the glass. It's hilarious. So, yeah, so he, uh, he clearly, he got the boxes confused. Yep. As it came gift wrapped, he didn't even realize until his girlfriend Haley opened the gin glass on her birthday. Uh, Daniel didn't even realize the inscription was wrong until she opened it. The gin glass 100% cheered her up, he said. She couldn't stop laughing. He added, when I was putting the order through for the glass, it came up with a section saying note for the glass and additional notes for the business. I got them mixed mixed up, and I had a feeling that I did something wrong because I'm so dopey. I literally rushed the order as Haley uh, <laughs> sat next to me, and I had to do it secretly. So. That's great. Yeah, it's hilarious. We're looking look, at it now. Here's a picture of it. Lovely, uh, lovely um, writing. Yep. An 81-year-old man is accused of killing a 65-year-old relative who died from severe head injuries that he received a month before. Alan Bischoff, 81 years old, was charged with aggravated assault of a family member in second-degree felony. Before 65-year-old Craig Lamell's death, he told police that he had been walking on a bike trail uh, near his home when he was attacked and beaten by three men, but with no identifying information, the case went cold. Then, in April, there was a break in the case after Bischoff was laid off from his job at a major oil company. Company officials found personal emails on his office computer that revealed that he and Lamel were lovers mm. and had been engaging in sadomasochistic love play what? when Lamel was injured. Yeah. So, the one guy's in his early 60s, the other guy's in his 80s? Yeah. And they and they beat each other up apparently. In one of the documents, I'm re- sorry, it got away from me. Uh, recovered from Bischoff's computer, he wrote that Lamel had a sexual relationship that they engaged in sadomasochistic behavior, and that leading up to and on the day of the initial assault, Lamel had requested Bischoff to assault him. Uh, the narrative goes on to say Bischoff did assault the de- the uh, defendant by punching him or the descendant. Jeez. 
decedent, the dead person, yeah. by punching him with his fist until a large cut opened up over the decedent's eye, which was bleeding profusely. Jesus. In the days leading up to Lamel's death, Bischoff allegedly wrote that he and Lamel agreed to the mugging story as a cover for their mutual attack plan. That's Things pretty... got away from us, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, it got a little bit odd there. Not as you can imagine. <laughs> Calling it reckless behavior, the Milwaukee Police Department is asking for the public's help to track down a man who was caught on video doing push-ups on top of a moving vehicle. In the video, you can see the man climb out. Well, the gyms are closed. The rear passenger side window and on the roof of the moving car. The shirtless man then does about two push-ups before the video ends. Uh, police said the incident was captured by a driver and it has been circulating on social media, so they are looking for... The person. All right, one last story, a follow-up. A man wanted for questioning by the sheriff's office in Florida in the case of a male who dove into the natural fishes tank at the Bass Pro Shop <laughs> is now taunting them on social media. Uh-huh. Authorities are searching for Daniel Ar- Ar- Armendariz, uh, who is believed to be the person who jumped in the tank. A post by a Facebook group called Florida Boys Hunting and Fishing, purportedly from Armendariz, confessed to being the diver and took issue with law enforcement pursuing him in a profanity-laced rant. He said, I'm tired of you looking for me like I'm some kind of wanted fugitive or a little tank dive, or for a little tank dive. Come on now. Well, you know what, Bass Pro? I've bred fish since I was nine years old, and you can kiss my ass about the $3,000 decontamination crap or S. Yeah, I effing dive in, but who doesn't want to dive into that beautiful tank, and who has who has been blasted this hard and charged with felonies? Since all you authorities want to blast me like some nasty criminal and offer awards, well, guess what? Get to work and even more because I'll turn myself in when I'm ready. You guys have to put me out to be a drug-dealing, robbing, aggravated, battering criminal. Who drops his G's. But guess what? I beat all those charges, so that's wrong. And then expletive. Um, so he, he's got some issues here. He said, it is what it is. You guys are pathetic. And then he hit it with a bunch of uh, F-bombs. You'll that. never catch me, coppers. <laughs> uh, so they're they're trying to to um, look up look for him. And, in fact, the video accompanying the post just shows a hand holding a beer and displaying a T-shirt with a Bass Pro Shop logo on the front, <laughs> defaced by a graphic vulgar gesture and a snapshot of the tank dive on the back. So wow. I love and hate this guy. Track him down, I know. All right, and He's that, a hero for our times. That is the B-File. We need to take a break and come back because we're going to have a couple of minutes with Dr. Mike. Just a couple minutes, see how he's doing. Then we're going to talk to Sid Wilder as yeah. well. So don't go anywhere. Be right back. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Skip the trip to the store and get your groceries delivered with Acme. Get everything you need. Milk, fresh produce, bottled water, and more delivered right to your door. It's fast and super easy. Order online at shop.acmemarkets.com and get free delivery with your first online order. Carefully picked, conveniently delivered with Acme, your favorite local supermarket and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. If you're looking to celebrate someone, simply say I love you or honor mom. Steven Singer has safe and free shipping in time for Mother's Day. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, yes, Memorial Day weekend, and we want to make sure that you head into this weekend safe and ready to go. In these uncertain times. That's true. That's why we got to talk to the doctor. 
So uh, it's been a little while since we've had a uh, chat. Dr. Mike calls in from time to time, but he's been quite busy, as you can imagine, over the uh, the past few months. Uh, but it, as you can imagine, that's right. That's a good one. Uh, so I'm sorry, Case. I had it turned down when he did that. He, yes, as you can imagine. Yeah, I'm hitting the button, and it's not and it's working. It's not working. Uh, I'm great. As you can imagine. All right, we'll bring the good doctor on. Please welcome from Fox 29 and Penn Medicine, Dr. Mike Sarik. Hey. Hi, Dr. Mike. I miss you. We miss I you. Do. I miss you guys. I do. I've been listening as best I can, yep. but uh, it's been wild. But, I, hey, you want to hear some good news for a change? That's why you're on, Mr. Man. All right. Let's talk about some good news. Now, it was a study that just came out, and, it, yes, it was in monkeys. But the bottom line is the big question that we've had that I get asked all the time, well, this antibody test, does it prove that I am protected? And we don't really know that yet. But just yesterday, a study in rhesus monkeys, and by the way, we share a lot of genetic material. Uh, my wife would say it's 100% with me. <laughs> all right, but the bottom line is with the rhesus monkeys, it does show that if they had either exposure or perhaps a vaccine someday, uh, they, they are protected. Because remember, we've heard these reports about, well, maybe they can get it again. And this is really encouraging news. Again, it's in monkeys, right. but it's a promising thing. Okay, so it's something at least to hang some hope on, which is nice. Oh, absolutely. Okay. And look, the, the vaccines are coming, and I, I'm telling you that, that there is light at the end of the tunnel of this nightmare. But that being said, I want everyone to remember that you have to continue to, to stay the course. You have to socially distance. You have to wear a mask. There was a study that just came out a couple of days ago, 75% reduction in transmission of COVID-19 if you wear a mask. And it doesn't have to be an N95. What it has to be, it can be a cloth one. But little tip, use two materials. There was a study that showed if you combine uh, cotton and perhaps flannel or silk, it causes not only a barrier but an electrostatic charge with the two different materials. You make that with those two, and you end up having reduction hmm. in the risk of the COVID-19 virus. So so, uh, so satin and, and flannel, you can combine those two together? Uh, Sounds like an Eddie Vedder song. It does, satin and flannel. Well, this cotton, one's called satin and flannel. <laughs> cotton and so in the study they looked at cotton and flannel, cotton and satin. I mean, if you if okay. you want to do flannel and satin, I don't know. You can try it. Sounds, Sounds pretty hot. Sexy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey, but, um, uh, Mike, I want to ask about that because I actually just bought a new face mask. It came in the mail yesterday, and it's mine has that little vent on it. Yeah. And um, so somebody had commented that uh, it is uh, the vent is not good for my mask, but it also came. With, like, a charcoal filter. So am, am I good? Well, I don't know about the charcoal. You know, these masks, the, 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 the whole thing with this is we don't – we, we have a shortage of, of personal protective equipment with healthcare providers. And, and when I go to the store, because I'm the designated shopper in my house, the bottom line is I see a lot of people with N95s. It, 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 one, we need them in, in healthcare settings. That's number one. Number two, in the outpatient setting, if you're out in the supermarket, the goal here is to protect – mainly other people from you rather than right. you 
uh, having protection. So what you do is you cover it with whatever you can. If it's a procedure mask that you came across, that's that's fine. But, you know, I'm really into the cloth mask. And one other thing, there was just a study that came out again yesterday showing that it's more likely to get this from droplets than it is from surfaces. That doesn't mean you should stop washing your hands using Purell Mm -hmm. cleaning, but you, you need to cover your mouth and your nose. And people need to know how to wear a mask, Preston. Yeah. A lot of people, their nose is hanging out. Yeah, that's... there's they, there's, Yeah, it, they don't fit, and they touch their mouth and their face every five seconds. It so, drives me crazy. As Casey was pointing out, you know, the moment you, you, you're, you're doing something, there's somebody stepping up and saying, well, you know, they, they say that this, and they say that that, and it can become a little bit frustrating. And, and my philosophy... This whole thing has has been just just do what you can, do what you're doing. It doesn't have to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. Make the effort, make an effort, and and do the best that you make can. an effort. And if you hear something that's that's uh, contradictory to what you're doing, just keep. I, I, you know what I mean. Stop doing what you're doing and panic. Yeah, stop doing. <laughs> no, stamp your feet. Yeah, and panic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. There, there's no need for panic, folks. <laughs> but that's but that's what I've been doing because because there's there's loads of information. And some of it is 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 kind of I don't want to say full on misinformation. There is some of that, but but some of it is it, it kind of distracts you. It can it, it can point you off in in a, in a direction to, of concern that well, you may, need not be concerned about. To add on to that, um, uh, Dr. Mike, just before we uh, before your answer is that Preston, you're exactly right because we've heard even experts say things and then directly contradict that. So make your best effort mm-hmm. without driving yourself crazy. And and Mike, you've been saying that from the beginning. Don't pan- don't panic. Just, just you know, proceed and take your precautions. Look, whatever we're doing is working because the curves have flattened. And what I'm worried about is because we've heard this good news that things have slowed down, um, uh, that, that we're going to lose our guard. And I want to open the – let me, let me get this straight. We all have to get back to work, but we have to do it in a smart, educated, scientifically-based way. And that means wearing a mask. If you do that, you socially distance. We can do this, folks, uh, because I don't want to have uh, a lowering of our guard and end up with a second wave. And many people feel that that may happen. And if everybody goes down the shore and has a line for pizza and no one's wearing a mask, that's what worries me. Uh, Don't panic. Don't worry, unless you're going to the NIH or the CDC in an in a Ebola lab. The, the bottom line is you do the best you can, just like you said. You don't have to wear an N95. You wear what you can. I'm giving you some tips. You wear the double material if you want to be fancy. Casey, regarding your mask with charcoal, you probably... You're know a dead you- man. No. <laughs> I mean, something covering your face is better than nothing. It's not going to be... And, and, and look, uh, with these N95s at the hospital setting, they have to be fitted. They have to make sure that they work and they're properly placed. Otherwise, it's not going to do the trick, especially if you're in an ICU setting where you're exposed to someone or putting a, a, a breathing tube in or, or one of these, and God bless them all, the respiratory therapists, the nurses, and the people in the ICUs. It's it, That's what we have to remember, but we will get through this and we will get a vaccine and we will be okay. 
We Dr. Mike, be- you talk about the, the masks. Um, so I was actually just having this conversation with a friend of mine. So she had it. She, she tested positive um, and she was at an event. I think it was in like late February, early March. And, and uh, she got it, you know, about a week or so after the event. But uh, a lot of people that were at this event uh, got it. And, and, you know, it was it was before the shutdown went into place. But we were talking about how it wasn't like they were walking around licking each other's hands like they were right. just at an event together and the whole entire group that went together got it so um yeah it must have come from flying particles or whatever because it wasn't you know she said we weren't sharing drinks sharing plates of food we were just standing there at an event together well listen uh there was a study done at penn and uh, in conjunction with the uh, national institutes of health particles viral particles can last in air they did this study it wasn't looking at COVID 19 for up to like eight minutes so if you're ta- and if you're talking loudly, I think they use the term "stay healthy," and that spewed out particles into the air, oh and God. if and and that's where people are getting this close contact for, for, aerosolized, but, and that's what happened. And I saw another survey, Mike, that supports that. Also, says in the case of being in close proximity, like being in a subway car, being in in, in cubicles where you're right next to each other. As Preston says, playing it smart, you can drop that dramatically, correct? You can. And we're going to get back to a it's never going to be exactly the way it was, I don't think. But what I do think is until we get the vaccine and every and then we have what's called herd immunity, where we combine all the people that had the virus and all the people that got vaccinated, then you're going to have the ability to do things like. Well, I hate to tell you, but when it's even remotely feasible. I'm going to hug you, Dr. Mike. I miss, I'm telling you, it is killing me. (laughs) All right? I'm dying because virtual telemedicine, you know, like, but I'll tell you one thing that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Masks make you look in people's eyes. Yes. And it is just a cool, I'm telling you, I feel the, I, I feel it. When you're looking at someone in the eyes, you are really having a moment of bonding with a fellow human being. It's, it's really fascinating. Well, you, I have to ask you about this, which just came up in the news a couple of days ago, that the uh, Sorrento company finds a, there's a coronavirus antibody that blocks viral infection 100% in preclinical lab experiments. I saw this blowing up on another, another couple of different sites. So there, as you say, there's a, there's a lot of things out there that are right on the precipice of helping to turn this around, correct? We just have to stay the course. We need to get back to work slowly. We yep. need to reopen the economy, but we need to do it in a smart way. It's not all or nothing. And um, to, like, one other thing I got to throw in there, this whole thing about hydroxychloroquine, because, you know, the president's taking – look – in God we trust, and everyone else, show me the data. It's not a conspiracy. It's not the government's trying to – it's not a political – this virus is a virus. It's not a Democrat. It's not a Republican. It's not anything. It's a badass virus. And what we need to do is have science. We are doing studies looking at whether hydroxychloroquine works, and I'm very interested in early on. That's what we're – but the studies so far, I hate to tell everybody, it doesn't do anything it hasn't changed in well done studies so we're gonna see hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll have some results is it something that if if you guys call me and we make the diagnosis do we give it to you right away that's the bottom line and one last thing everybody has to get a pulse oximeter because if you get sick 
and you have that at home. It's a little thing you put on your finger, and it measures oh. oxygen levels. And if your oxygen levels go down, because I had two patients on ventilators so far, and I think it saved their lives because their mm-hmm. oxygen levels dropped at home. They were still talking, doing okay, at, at least physically uh, 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 by appearance, and they had low levels. I sent them to the ER. They were on a ventilator within about three hours. A pulse oximeter? It's a oxygen monitor. Okay. You can buy them online. You and it clips on your finger. It goes on your finger, and what it does is it measures the oxygen level in your blood. Right. And many times, and it's very this, – this virus – it's a nightmare. What happens is you'll be going along, going along, and about 10 days in, you get that immune response, that cytokine storm where your body kicks in with an immune response, and it causes a dramatic reduction in oxygen levels. That's the time if that goes down, and they, in my patients, it was below 90, like 80, 82%. Sent them to the ER. They got ventilated right away. Okay. All right. Well, listen, you got, you got an appointment. You got to go. 830. It's 833. You got to go. I love you. Love you. Love you, Dr. Mike. Love you. Love you. We'll talk to you soon. Smart man, that Dr. Mike. He cares more for about the well-being of people than anybody I think I've ever met. Absolutely. He just, he, he on his vacation, he will call me. How you doing? Yep. You doing okay? Checking in when he knows you're going to travel. In. And he think we should all be as lucky. He's amazing. Uh, to have a doctor as wonderful as he is. Just man. bought a uh, pulse oximeter. Ah. Should be arriving on. Oh, man. I think, gonna... I, might, I think I might have one of those already. We have a, a finger doohickey thingy. No, that's, that's an auto suck. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's sour cream, yeah. and it's a what? An auto suck? Is that what you said? Oh, yeah, my God. Auto suck. <laughs> I have a finger thingy. I just have never used it. When oh, my Michelle's God. Got it. What? My wife just bought one, too. <laughs> <laughs> you got two of them now. All right. One for home, one for the shore. Hey, yeah, one. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah, what, what, what's, uh, now, what's the arrival date? Well, uh, mine December fifteenth. Yeah, no, mine was uh, June the third. All right. Although it said it was going to be there when I was. I think anything it. that you could have to not work properly to scare the crap out of you is a good buy. <laughs> <laughs> to not work properly. Goddamn thing says I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little scary. It yep. Stinks. No, it does not stink. It's good. Hey, I'm glad Rocky uh, chimed in there for a moment because. I saw on uh, Stallone's Instagram page yes. that he is doing a Rocky watch party tomorrow night at 7 p.m. I love these watch parties. The problem is I've missed every stinking one of them. The only one I saw was uh, the, Wonders. the Wonders, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And this is going to be on Facebook's on MG, uh, MGM's Facebook page. So it's facebook.com slash MGM. Okay, because they own the rights to the Rocky films. I guess so, tomorrow. Tomorrow at uh, at seven p.m. So uh, yeah, if you want to watch along, I guess he's going to be do comment doing commentary during it. I still have never seen the movie from beginning to end. I, Are you kidding I, me? I've seen the you, whole movie, but oh. I've never actually watched it from the very very first. Uh, the pacing, yeah. everything is so pitch perfect and critical. John Alvinson, who is the director, did such a great job. First movie to extensively use steady cam footage, so they got shots you had not seen before. And we know the story when we had uh, Carl Weathers in here and everybody talking. It was done for a song and a dance. Yep. I mean, literally a lot of guerrilla-style filmmaking. That's why yeah. there are a lot of gorillas in the movie. No, they're, they're, <laughs> uh, and, and, and what came out the other end is this, this masterpiece of old-style Hollywood movie making. And Steve, the invention of the Steadicam. Right, yeah, I was just ha- saying. Happened on that film. Did yeah, you say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, running up the steps and yeah. all that stuff. Yes, that was all. So the guy who, at that time, Preston, the Steadicam rig was so heavy that it was the actual inventor who was a large guy 
But I mean, so when when Stallone's running up the stairs, there was only the, the guy, the inventor himself, was the only one who could actually use it. Running. So he's running up the stairs with him because yeah. of the counterweights and all that stuff. Okay, so this is at amazing. seven tomorrow night. It's at seven tomorrow night Eastern time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, see you there. Uh, and so, but uh, Steve had pointed out that MGM has the rights for it, and I saw this story. I, I got to thank uh, Jerry Torres. He's a Diehard listener of the show. He always sends me some interesting information. He's a very nice guy. He is a very nice guy. <laughs> and he sent over uh, this bit of information about how Sylvester Stallone uh, basically signed away all ownership Everything. of Rocky upon release. However, when the movie is being made, they wanted the role of Rocky to be played by Burt Reynolds. And uh, I w- refused to sell the script to him unless I could play it. That's right. Very well done. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, eventually, uh, due to the mm. nature of the story, uh, apparently Stallone was a struggling actor, and, and uh, he was working on the script. He was pitching the movie to producers, producers and Robert Chardoff and Erin Winkler agreed to take uh, Stallone on board. Uh, he was not wanted for the part as the main character, as Steve was saying. Uh, it's despite the fact that he invented the role himself, with himself in mind. Knew it better than anyone. Uh, yep, he and, and he stood his ground. He eventually, and I'm a got, boxer! he got the title role. <laughs> in the process, he basically signed away all rights to the royalties and future use of Rocky. Oh, wow! But yep. look, when you're struggling up and comer, yeah, uh, you do what you have to do. Yep. And uh, man, but that that's that just exploded that movie. I remember I, I saw it a couple times in the theater. Just loved it. Everyone loved it. Yeah, there was nothing he could do about the ownership. He said, I mentioned it a few times because after Rocky two came out and made a ton of money and then Rocky three hit and made more than all of them. I said that I'd like to have some ownership since I invented it, and that never happened. So I have zero, none, no ownership of Rocky at all. Is that wild? Yeah, he said. Not even I, the later ones, like the Rocky no. Balboa. Or, wow. Uh, he said I was. I was told it just doesn't happen. No one has it. And uh, look, they're they're giving you money, uh, giving you more money on Rocky Three. Uh, he said uh, they took their chances, and you're not entitled to it. Now he made money off like points on the film, and he was directing and writing and starring. So he's he's you know a millionaire multi multi times over uh, because of the uh, of the of the series. But the actual ownership of them, it's not his. He said, "I never really pushed it. By the time we got around to Rocky Balboa." Which was the fifth movie or sixth movie in the series? You're better than that. Uh, yeah, that's where that, that came from. Yeah, you're better than that. That ain't you. Uh, he said, I was in a... Wait a second. Give me a flashlight. It is you. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. Well, it's, it's pretty funny. I'm thinking about it. I'm here telling you it's not you, but then I, in the right lighting, I realized, no, it is you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just gave you the tongue lashing of your lifetime, and I'm, it's the wrong guy. But anyway, I, I'm sorry. Uh, he said it was in a slump. It was pretty intense. There was a great sense of finality about it. I couldn't get arrested. I was let go by my wait. Agent, it is you <laughs> by my agency. Dropped, fired, basically. Yeah. Asked about image rights and using his likeness to make uh, even more money from Rocky. He said <clears throat> they had a hundred different licenses. Uh, they said this is all going to be put into the pot, which would have meant hundreds of millions of dollars over forty-five years, and I've never seen that pot. He said it's a, it's a shocking turn of events and uh, one that Stallone remains unable to contest to this day, despite missing out. Of course, he's planning one final installment of Rocky, it says here. So I don't know. Maybe another Creed movie? Yeah, maybe. I, I really like both those Creed movies. I thought they were really well done. Um, I, I wonder if he got any money for, you remember uh, the, the Brisk commercial where they had a cartoon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 hang Lipton on. Let me, let me correct this. It's tonight. 
uh, is the is the watch party. Did I say tomorrow? It's yeah. tonight. You're um, better than that. I'm sorry, I am better than that. But <laughs> that uh, ain't you, boy. It is me. It is you. <laughs> You're better than that. Uh, so yeah, none of that. Uh, You're no. better than that because he's older. His voice is pitched out <laughs> a little bit. But I tell you what, man. In in Creed, so so when when Rocky Balboa rapped, I thought. Okay, we're done. Done. We're finished because the very end of the movie, and this is not giving anything away, but the very last scene of the movie is him walking away from Adrian's grave, and he kind of turns, and they have his his um, his likeness kind of dissolve. Yeah, yeah. And as he's doing it, he does this kind of wave. I was never really here. Well, he does this little wave, and I'm like, that's Rocky saying goodbye forever. I'm yeah. like, that's it. Right. It's finished. And what a beautiful way to wrap it up. It was so awesome. Steve and I love that movie. Oh, it's it's honestly, it's, it's I think it's right on a par with the original Rocky. But then they come back with Creed and in true in true Rocky form in that movie, even though he doesn't box, they find a way to make him fight again. And he's great. He's fighting a disease this time yeah, yeah. around. Yeah. And they and and uh, this is giving a little bit of the movie away, but going through his treatment. They're doing the they're doing the the, the training montage yeah. with the music, and I'm like, son of a bitch, they did it again, right? And it was brilliant. They did a, I like I Creed one it. better than Creed two, but I but uh, still um, solid. And then I, there was a, 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 the end of the original Rocky Balboa. There was a scene where he's walking away, and he's, he has a picture of Adrian in his hands, and then he's supposed to, the lines were supposed to be. You know, now that I look at it, you were you were unpleasant looking. Oh, stop it! <laughs> you were very plain, and I'll just chalk this up to youth. But man, whoa! <laughs> you were a disaster. You should have had your own cut, man. Wow! Jesus now, Christ! So that's going to be tonight at seven. Uh, Facebook dot com uh, slash MGM. I I would love. Oh God, would we love? All oh, we would all love to get him on the. Sh- we had Frank Stallone in here, and he was great. And he's. We know a lot of people who hang out with Sly, but uh, getting him himself that would be huge. Now, also speaking of Sly, uh, tomorrow in nineteen eighty five. So that was what? How many years ago? 30, 50. 35 years ago. 35 years ago, <laughs> Rambo First Blood 2, Part 2, right. opened uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yes. Wow. You know, okay, so I was like either 9 or 10 years old when I saw that in the movie theater. Right. With my friend. Did you sneak in? Were you no. allowed to see those kind of movies? Dude, Steve, not only did I ha- not have to sneak in, it was the first cigarette I ever smoked. It was <laughs> wow. I s- stole a cigarette from uh, one of my parents. And I brought it in there. That's not you. No, that was me. That was totally me. That ain't you. But I smoked a cigarette in that movie theater. In the theater? Yeah. In the movie theater. (laughs) Dude, I was 10 years old. No, I'm not saying you're 10 years old. How the hell did you get away with smoking in a movie theater? Well, it was 1985. Were people, were people allowed to smoke inside smoke movie theaters? They might have been in some theaters. Wow. Okay. Uh, Yeah, at that time. Well, anyhow, I have a little bit of information about uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. All right. Do you want to know? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Rambo, in, he transformed the title character from troubled loner into the ultimate American warrior. When First Blood took place on American soil, First Blood Part 2 moves to the action to the jungles of Vietnam, where Rambo is tasked with locating long-missing prisoners of war. And once he's back in the country... Rambo turns his covert mission into a full-fledged war, battling both Vietnamese and Russian soldiers as well as American bureaucrats, represented by Charles Napier's CIA agent, Roger Murdoch. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Murdoch. <clears throat> I'm coming for you. 
Hey, my voice sounds good on the radio. Hey, Rambo in the morning. How's everyone doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, 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 yes. 89 degrees here in uh, South Vietnam, and we're looking well. at a sunny day. And don't forget, <laughs> later on, we're going to play some Aerosmith. Got a new cut. <laughs> Rambo wow. in the morning. Man, my voice sounds good on the radio. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> It's two for Tuesday on the Rambo Show. The Bo Show. <laughs> it's two for Tuesday. Oh, by the way, I'm going to come and cut your head off. <laughs> hey, you're the winner. You're our first caller. And you get me cutting your head off. Yeah, that's what you get. Wow. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rambo in the morning coming at you. How we all doing? Uh, propelled this uh, this propelled First Blood Part Two to a three hundred million dollar global success, wow. as well as an unlikely animated series. I don't remember that. Me neither. There Rambo was an animated series. Marissa, see if you can look up Rambo animated series because I don't remember that at all. Ramby Dooby Doo. Ramby Dooby Doo. What you doing for a Ramby snack? <laughs> I think I would. I would do it for a Ramby snack. <laughs> you want me to level that Viet Cong village? Give me a Ramby snack. Would you do it for two Ramby snacks? <laughs> uh, and also there were three sequels. James Cameron actually were, wrote the first draft on the screenplay for yes. First Blood Part 2. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Dude. It's very cool. When he we're looking at it right now, it looks very intense. Yeah, it's oh, like the, GI you're Joe. Talking about the animated feature. Oh, is this wow. GI Joe or is this? this no, 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 it looks like GI Joe. It does. Yeah, that's yeah. Rambo. You're kidding me. Oh my God! He's skiing in sh- in, in a sleeveless shirt. <laughs> he was skiing like cliffhanger. Uh huh. Oh Jesus! It looks horrible. Wow! It was Rambo. Is it a, a, a race? The need- Force of Freedom, Episode Four. That's what we're watching. Look at him dressed in a woman. Wow. <laughs> You know that there was a theme song that went with this, and I need to hear the theme song, like, now. Please, right, yeah, yeah. Is, She's working on it. She's going to get that Ooh. over to us. Rambo, Force of Freedom, Episode 4, Raise the Yamato. <laughs> By the way, the, the screenplay that James Cameron wrote, uh, apparently he, he wrote it for, I guess, First Blood. It was very similar, they say, to Steel Magnolias. Oh, well, essentially, what, what happens in the book, in the novel... Uh, he uh, Rambo kills himself. Ooh, that'd be a downer. He, he grabs the colonel's gun. He grabs Troutman's gun and shoots himself. And Sylvester apparently make sure you're listening around two o'clock this afternoon because I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> Went to uh, uh, the director and said, "Hey, Ted, uh, I need I need to talk to you about this." He said, um, "We put this character through so much in this, and now we're going to kill him." So the director and the stars quickly filmed an alternate version where Rambo lives to fight another day. So that was the alternate version they ended up going with. I guess they put it in front of test audiences, and they liked that version better. A lot of times they do things like that. And, and oh, yeah. sometimes it's the right artistic choice to, to you know have the character go out. Uh, but a, sometimes you put a character through so damn much, the yeah. audience almost says, no, they, gotta, they, have, to, they have to live. And I've seen that that mistake made a number of times, like they did with uh, Ripley, um, you know, and and in the Alien series. It's just you, after a while, the the audience just loves the character so much they have to live. Uh, the um, the fact that he blew up a guy with a bow and arrow was what uh, would 
um, really, really attracted me to that. I was going to say something else. <laughs> uh, it was actually about the cartoon, but then I, I, I talked myself into a corner. Okay. Uh, as, so As one might imagine. I apologize. By the way, Rambo. somebody's suggesting that a great morning team would be Rambo and Cowper in the morning. <laughs> That's right. Those two sick. Yeah. <laughs> we rip that guy's head off? That's right, yeah. We like that? Oh, sick. Why are you so giving out a product in your hair? <laughs> Uh, Rambo in the cartoon is shirtless all the time. Like, he's flying a jet with no shirt on, yeah, and yeah. it makes no sense. Well, it, it, did, it did kill me in the uh, in the Rambo, too, in the subsequent, the, 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 the amount of times the shirt came off, and he was, you know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's flying the jet with no shirt on. By the way, John Travolta was going to be Rambo's wisecracking sidekick. Skippy. In, in uh, Rambo uh, First Blood Part 2. Skippy, give me that rope. No, his, uh, his, name, was, uh, right. his name was Brewer, Lieutenant Brewer. Oh, man, I'm glad they didn't do that. So uh, did they make it the girl instead? Lanky but muscular guy who has boyish good looks and hair cut so short it barely qualifies as stubble. Vietnam War is so weird. And, um, uh, <laughs> uh, which they, they felt it was it was an extreme contrast with uh, Stallone's long-haired, low-talking hero. They ever worked together? Travolta they did, staying alive. Uh, and then also, didn't they do that? Yeah, he uh... directed that. Stallone did. Oh, wait, never mind. What? Who was uh, Travolta in where everybody was uh, Russian spies and they were in they Travolta were in, and everyone? Oh, the, the, the um, uh, it was spies. a comedy. Yeah. No, no. no oh, the professionals. The professionals. Or, yeah. Or the experts. The experts. The experts. The experts yeah. Uh, by right. the way, here's the theme song. Okay, here we go. The, From uh, the animated Rambo series. Yep, here we go. Rambo. Anywhere and everywhere, the savage forces of General Warhawk threaten the peace-loving people of the world. There's only one man to call. Get me Rambo. Get me Rambo. I want to hear the uh, the, the voice actor that they got for him. If we can find him. of remote mountain peaks, Liberty's champion is unstoppable. Rambo. That's lame. Liberty's champion is unstoppable. <laughs> Rambo. He is known as Turbo. And the master of disguises named Cat. The honor-bound protector of the innocent. Rambo. The force of freedom. With oh Chinky the Wonder Cat. Oh my God! <laughs> you gonna hit me on this mission, Chinky? Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's gonna be difficult, as you might imagine. As, as, as you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. As you can imagine. <laughs> that's his sidekick. <laughs> General, this is gonna be difficult. Uh, there was a uh, a big emotional moment in Rambo Two that apparently didn't make it into the movie. The proposal. Uh, no. Uh, so. General. Will you be my wife? Let's see. Uh, the the gal uh, who oh, plays yes, yeah. uh, Cho Fung Bao, yeah. played by Singaporean actress Julia Nixon. Nixon. She was cute. Oh, uh, she that. was very much so. Uh, apparently uh, joins his escape attempt, and after a pitched battle with the Vietnamese and Russian troops, to eventually find a quiet spot for a rare, quiet moment. Hmm. And she tells him, you look like hell, Rambo. You look like a whore. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm not good with women. <laughs> Reason you're single. You, you look like 
a miss, Rambo? You look like a filthy whore. <laughs> I brought my travel backgammon kit. You want to play? <laughs> you're a mess. You're a mess and you're all uh, hurt. You're a filthy, stupid whore. <laughs> now that we make love. <laughs> make love? <laughs> that says he, he figures that's pillow talk because filthy, he's such whore. a blunt instrument. <laughs> Did they has, end up making love in that movie? I, I don't know. think so. No, I, I, I think there's the only time there's any sort of uh, sex was uh, he, he pleasured himself. Oh, stop <laughs> it. He, used, he, he wrapped a squirrel around his hand. Listen. Oh, <laughs> wow. He's a lot softer. <laughs> it was in the first movie when right, he was yeah. in that cave by himself yes. for a while. Oh, yeah. Those are rats. Oh, he used rats. Oh. Yeah, they're kind of wiry. What's with all these rats? Yeah. You don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> Trout, yeah, Richard McKenna. The, the uh, man yeah, can yeah, pleasure yeah, himself yeah. with a rat. Yeah. <laughs> He'll eat things that a billy goat won't. You better get some body bags and some rats. <laughs> What's the rats for? You don't want to know. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, Steve, right, so, getting back to the uh, to the animated series real quick. The, yeah. the voice of John Rambo was Neil Ross. He was also an American tale. Uh, Fievel goes west. He's done a, a lot of voice acting. Was the years. voice of Fievel Rambo's voice? No, no, no. He was a voice Somewhere of an, another character. Out there, <laughs> Charlie's James, in the bush. James Avery was in it too. Uncle Phil from uh, from Fresh Prince. Wow. And, uh, and Don LaFontaine was the narrator. Stop oh, it. there you go. The classic voiceover guy of all time, Don LaFontaine. That's in the a world. Yeah, yeah. That's Don LaFontaine. Wow. All right, I know we're going to wrap it up, Case, but hang on. I want, I want to finish the story of this this tender scene with yeah. Rambo. Um, so she tells him, You're you look like, <laughs> you look like hell, Rambo. She tells him that before tenderly kissing, oh. no, not kissing, no, before tenderly asking where he plans to go once he finds a way out of Vietnam. The Great Wolf Lodge. Uh, he's capable. Why not? <laughs> America bike in the pool. Uh, which is America by way of Thailand. Ah. Taking charge, she invites herself along and seals the invitation with a kiss. Ah. Okay. It says, uh, it goes without saying that Rambo's normally stoic face registers surprise and maybe even a little fear at this compassionate gesture. And apparently Stallone wrote that small love story uh, and uh, they decided not to go with it in the, uh, in the movie. And you know what else? One last thing I know. Uh, Ronald Reagan was a huge fan of Rambo. Everyone was at that time. They, they, the movies just thundered at the box office. The first one, though, actually didn't was okay. Yeah. Had a decent reception. But from the second one on, huge. Throughout the the summer of 1985, Reagan, come on, dude, kiss her. Uh, Reagan <laughs> made numerous references to the film as it continued to rake in uh, multiplex money. They also called me Rambo a lot of times, Preston. Well, I think it came from him liking this right. so much. In June, for example, Reagan announced the release of 39 hostages uh, from TW Flight 847. I'm coming for you. He said, uh, after seeing Rambo last night, I know what to do next time this happens. And three months later, he again referenced uh, Stallone's alter ego. Mommy, put my bandana on. While discussing his tax reform plan, he said, when I think of all the good people who have pleaded with the federal government for years to clean up our tax structure, I'm reminded of a recent very popular movie. (laughs) And in the spirit of Rambo, let me tell you, we're going to win this time. So Reagan... Would uh, big would, fan would quote him from time to time. Yeah, I also like that movie. Vice versa. Oh, where the kid? <laughs> That's a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Judge Reinhold? And then Mac and me, where they do the song number at the McDonald's. Oh, okay. Well, you liked a lot of things, Mr. President, I guess. so. Some better than others. Did you ever listen to Rambo in the morning? No, absolutely. Yeah, Great but, show. Yeah. I was always calling in, but I never won. Yeah. <laughs> All right, anyhow, some facts about uh, Rambo. And anyhow, uh, Rocky, t- tonight at uh, 7 o'clock, Stallone is going to be, be hosting a watch party. And it's go, go to Facebook.com slash MGM. That should be pretty pretty cool man get some insight into the film yep all right we got a break yeah i've been texting with sid wilder she's ready to go uh should be an interesting interview because she's asking me what she's allowed to say on the radio (laughs) and i said yes you're allowed to say dick if you're calling somebody a dick but you're (laughs) not allowed to say dick if you're right referencing something else all right we're gonna take a break come back and we'll see what sid wants to talk about yes uh when we get back don't forget uh coolest teacher uh high school this year today i'm sorry this day is A.P. Shalek in Pittsgrove, Arthur P. Shalek High School, Pittsgrove, New Jersey. Text the word teacher to 39333, and uh, let's see if uh, you can tell us who the teacher was, and tomorrow we'll award them with their prize. We'll be back in a moment. In the book of radio rules, under long holiday weekends, countdowns are a given. But at MMR, rules are often open to interpretation. So, this Memorial Day weekend, MMR presents the purely subjective 933 song countdown. 933 songs in a completely arbitrary order. After all, is song number 356 really that much better than song 357? Who knows? But we do know it will be more than four days worth of everything that rocks with no repeats. Perfect for your holiday weekend. The purely subjective 933 song countdown. Powered by Coors Light. Made to chill. From the station that needs to stop drinking at programming meetings. 93.3. WMMR. Last time we had this young lady in our studio, uh, she and Kathy were dancing. Uh, they, salsa dancing. They did some salsa. Uh, yes, pretty freaking hot. The video was extremely yeah. hot. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, we are happy to have her on board because we're just checking in with friends and seeing how they've been doing during the whole, uh, quarantine and everything. So, uh, but she seems quite active on social media as uh, she's always been. So please welcome to the program this morning, the lovely Sid Wilder. What's up, Sid? Oh my gosh. Thank you guys so much for having me back. I've missed you and I'm so excited to be here. Yay. No, we're happy to have you on board and, and we wish it would have been in person. Last time you were in town, you were doing a comedy show and, uh, it was for, uh, was it for Valentine's day or like, uh, it was right. It was around, yeah. it was around Valentine's day. Wasn't it? It was. It was an anti-Valentine's Day show, and my mom was there. And let me just tell you, my mom got so drunk at that show and ended up making out with a guy named Storm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what the hell is happening with my life? It was I, an alien. Like, no. yeah, it was I, a- became, I became the mom in this situation. Like, I'm seeing this guy grab my mom's butt. I'm like, this guy's not coming back to our hotel room. Like, what is happening? So, like, I didn't get any action that night, but my mom was having a really good time. Oh, my God. Wow. Is, is, is your mom single? Yeah, she's very single, and I knew the entire time. I was like, she's going to regret this in the morning. Like, it, it, She acted so cool the next day until we landed in L.A., and she's like, Sydney, don't say this story to anybody. And, of course, I'm telling you. I, I met her. She was in the green room when, when you were here. And, and uh, right, she was. I, that's, I met a woman. I thought that was your mom. You brought, you brought her here, right? 
I did. She's so professional and monster, yeah. but when we go to shows, she gets lit, and it's not fun for me because, it, you know, I'm there working, and she's like, I'm going to have fun, and she was so, oh, my God, she was so drunk. Well, that is, a good time. that's a great story. I mean, oh. talk about memories. Any Anytime you have to say the phrase, uh, that's my mom. Um, oh, my God. Right? So uncomfortable. Yeah. Yes, and he had a gym bag with him. A gym bag? Oh, yes. Man. I was so confused. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's kind of wild, Sid, because we feel like, uh, so we all follow you on Instagram, and uh, so we kind of feel like, we, and, and Twitter as well, so we know what, what you're up to, and, and we've seen this sort of, uh, you know, with the sexy videos, we knew you obviously you'd done that this stuff before and the dancing and you're you're incredibly you know you're, you're a singer and you have all this other stuff you're like a Swiss Army knife of of capabilities. But but this stuff like you you one that blew my mind when you were dancing to the Prince song Kiss I believe it was, and it was yes. like, we're like Jesus Christ I mean this is this is uh, this is really good stuff and now you are a content provider. Is the site called Fans Only? Only fans. Only yeah, fans. It's okay. A great site. I love it so much. You guys want to hear some weird stories? Yeah, so please. You guys probably want to hear the weirdest <laughs> stuff I've been asked because I've been asked some really, really weird stuff. I was already getting weird requests in my DMs from Instagram. Like, right. you know, guys would send me their penis pictures. I asked their producer <laughs> if I could say the D word, but I'm like <laughs> trying to censor myself here. Right. Um, and people charge now for that stuff. I didn't know that that was a thing, but. That girls are actually doing that, and guys actually request uh, penis humiliation requests oh for that. So let, 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 let me get the mechanics of this straight. Guys will pay to send their D pics to uh, to to not you, but to other women who will then berate them because of their penises. And and do they do they FaceTime? How do they conduct this exchange? No, there's no FaceTiming or any um, any sort of interaction like that. It's not like camming. You just, you know, send right. pictures and videos. But um, it's been really interesting, <laughs> the requests that I've been asked. Because you can go on there and find out. I'm not going to tell you what I okay. do and what I don't do. It'll be a fun mystery. But I wouldn't do anything that I'm not comfortable with. I think that's the most important thing. Well, Because it's good to be in control of your content but um sorry did i interrupt no 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 you, you but you always are i mean you you're all your stuff i mean some of the stuff that we like there's a shot of you a video your yoga stuff is incredible you're i'll describe it you're, you're bent on your knees you're doubled back over and it appears as if backwards your forehead's touching the floor i mean it, it's i mean so you're like saying wow that's super hot but how but again, just the mechanics. If you're, you know, our Buckminster Fuller couldn't have designed anything that impossible. So, I mean, how often, how often are you doing yoga and doing that sort of stuff? Your flexibility is astonishing. I hate to be the person that's like, I was born that way. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to be that person, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Okay, so the weird things that I've been requested. Um, one person asked if I was in, or if I would give them content that's Amaroshi. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. I had to Google it. A Japanese bedwetting. It's an anime cartoon. So they oh, wanted wow. me to send them a picture of me uh, urinating on myself. I was like, you know, oh. not today. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Oh. Maybe a couple months from now, I'll change my mind. But for now, no. No, I'm just kidding. 
Um, and then wow. they play with another thing. So there's a uh, baby talk. It's like adult baby. This yeah. guy wanted me to wear an adult baby onesie. I mean, this is this is like great material. I have all of the freaks show up, which I you know I don't hate, but it's just fascinating. Okay. I was like, you know, I don't want to do that either. Um, <laughs> even though I did do that with James Dean, ironically, for a funnier die sketch, I dressed up as like an adult baby. Right. But that's for a sketch. See, that's what's so confusing about what. I do. I I actually did small penis humiliation with Daniel Kosh when I dominated him. Yes. Right. So it's very weird how blurred the lines are with all of this. Yeah, stuff. I guess it depends on who it is and who you want to uh, who you want to humiliate about their penis size. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you this, Sid, because you cross. I mean, you 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 dive way deep in, into the sexiness on your on your social media accounts on this OnlyFans thing. How yeah. sexy do we get? I mean, because. I did just to check and see. I did a search on Sid Wilder naked pictures, and nothing came up, nothing at all. And you already get way naked on your social media. But when we go into OnlyFans, are you getting you getting in the buff for people? You know, I want to answer that question, <laughs> but I think it's more fun if you sign up. She's a smart businesswoman. I commend that statute called free market capitalism, and I approve. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that when I have my amazing fans say, I found you from Preston and Steve, I, like a part of me goes, oh, my gosh, I don't know. Like, you know, I'm like, I shouldn't send any nudes to them. No. <laughs> well, let, let me let me ask you this. So you, you, you have this and then you, you, you've you worked with Steel Panther. You were you were a, a, you had a country a, a record deal in the works. You've done you were cheer all this sort of stuff. So with this now, with all that you had going on under quarantine, obviously you have girl uh, interrupted. You have your your podcast and all that stuff. What what are you mainly focused in while you're a while you're in quarantine, and and what's what's your social life like now that you're in quarantine? Great questions because LA still has the lockdown kind of happening here. So my lifestyle was pretty laid back uh, before all this happened. I'm kind of a homebody, so not, and I work from home when I do my podcast. I've been hating doing Zoom podcasting. I don't know how you guys do this, Collins. I don't know right. what you, your preference is, but I like to have a person in front of me and like hug them and see how they're you know reacting physically. So God bless you for having to do all these columns. You guys are such pros. Um, I actually went out because I've not left my house other than to go to the grocery store or pick up prescription. Uh, I went out on one date, and it was like a social distancing date, and it was really weird. Yeah. Um, it didn't last very long and I, <laughs> the guy's totally not for me, but I've been kind of getting like COVID fever over here. Like I haven't really, other than that one experience and outing, I've been home since March and I actually ended up breaking up with a guy I was dating when all this kind of happened. So, so well, it's been rough. I, I would imagine because you're someone who's kinetic and you're, you're, you're involved in a lot of stuff. So let me ask you in your dating scenario, uh, if a guy is, is a fan of yours, does that immediately kill it? Or will you work with someone who's, I mean, um, you know, who, who knows you from your professional life and uh, that was the entree? I think it's, I want to be a fan of the guy that I'm with. I right. think that's great. You know, I, I don't have any reservations about that, but I do have a funny story for you before all of this happened. If you, I left a guy at a strip club. Um, because I didn't want him to be alone. I'm a nice, considerate person. Um, but 
he flew from Texas to go out on a date with me, but he showed up drunk. This is obviously like pre-COVID, um, and I didn't know how to get rid of him, and I felt bad because he like had to go to like a funeral the next day, and I thought maybe he, because like I've dealt with a lot of death, he like was like, oh, this girl will come with me, right? Um, so it was kind of a weird vibe, and then I think he also thought since he flew out from Texas, I would just automatically sleep with him, <laughs> and so I was like, where can I leave this person? <laughs> You know, and still feel good about myself. Right. Um, so I never heard from him. What actually, when I left him, he's like, "Did I say something wrong?" <laughs> that was. That's a weird dynamic, though. But that that's a, an ingenious ploy if you're going to play off. Well, I'm uh, I'm down because of a funeral, and and I I assume I'm going to get sex because of this, and and that uh, I mean that's an audacious move on his part. It was, and I think that's the bat the downfall of having my podcast and being so transparent. Yeah. That people kind of use try to use that to their advantage in some cases and it's ugh, so not they, cute. They, they think they have an advance on your responses and they, they can they know how to play you yes and that it's not a good feeling no you know, i don't like that but you're not about i i don't get any indication you're about to stop being candid one, one of the things I, I really thought was cool is that you've had some some you know procedures that that you actually showed the video for and i guess you had like a like a neck guy you go to and all this sort of stuff everything by the way looks wonderful it all came out great but of, of the stuff that you have have had done what was the most painful or what was the what was the weirdest Ooh, lipo. My lipo, I, like, kept bleeding and draining for days. I could barely walk. It was the most painful thing to wake up from. I've had a lot of, like, you know, I've broken my arm. I've had a lot of, like, you know, traumas to my body. But that was the most painful ever. How come your your lipo looks so good? I've seen people, like, Tara Reid got it years ago, and and it was, like, a disaster. And you, uh, there'd be no indication that you had it, you know? Thank you. Do you yeah. know those hyperbaric chambers that Michael Jackson <laughs> that's sleep? What you I'm sleep? not kidding. Really? <laughs> no, I did that beforehand because that's what my doctor told me to do because it helps um, with your skin. Um, it, it just attaches it like your body just responds much better to it because you get the rippling. And it depends on what cannula they use. And I also had laser lipo simultaneously. Um, so she would go in. It was two surgeons. So she went in with a regular cannula, and then he went in with a laser afterwards. So it was more smooth. Well, you, you, and I was also younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, you wouldn't have a clue. But I've heard that actually statistically uh, more people have have uh, those who do pass away during any kind of elective surgery like this of a cosmetic nature that lipo is the one that usually is the uh, the big risky factor. Ooh, that's so scary. You know what? I, I didn't know that going in. Had I known that, I would like, no. <laughs> well, I think in a lot of cases of people are getting that kind of light, because you've seen the footage where there's somebody's like really yeah. kind of obese, and you went in in good shape, but you see it's it's really invasive. It really looks like someone's, you know, vacuuming yep. a shag rug. Yeah, it's not a little tiny little procedure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a big deal. It's so scary. When I see Botch, I get so I can't look at the blood. Can you guys look at blood? It I, I can, out. and I love the show Botched. It, 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 it's great. But, I mean, yeah, I, I can look at all that stuff. The one thing I can't look at is snot. Snot? That's what <laughs> I know. Snot? I know, yeah. Okay. I, I'll know, Steve, if I get a request for, like, a snot, a, like a slutty It'll be Steve. Photo. <laughs> <laughs> now, Sid, what, what about pus? How are you with Dr. Pimple Popper? Oh, you know what? I actually, as a girl, if it's like your partner or something, it's like that doesn't bother me. But right. like, obviously, it doesn't arouse me. <laughs> <laughs> well, who's who's what kind of guy? Because you've 
I, I think this is good advice. Uh, we, and actually, one of the original reasons you came to mind is as people are sort of, you know, locked in place and so on and so forth. What advice can you give to people who are starting, who just started a relationship or actually met somebody on, on Zoom or something? How to move that along? Because you're always talking to uh, like uh, sex experts on your show and, and and people who deal with, you know, romance and so on and so forth. W- what What tips can you give to people who are trying to, you know, finesse a relationship along with all these barriers? With all these barriers, start do a yes, no, maybe list. That's like a kink list, and it's always fun because you're all bored, and you can kind of figure out what you're into and what you're not into, and keeping hmm. your relationship alive sexually is really important. Bex, B-E-X, TalksSex.com, if you type that in in yes, no, maybe list, download it's like 16 pages, and there's some stuff on there that you're definitely not going to be into and <laughs> stuff that you've never heard of that we- you're going to have to Google. We'll do it on the but- show. What's, what's the name again? Bex talks sex. It's this, um, I think she's like a butch lesbian. She's really like, she's fun. She's cute. She's very, very well educated in sex and everything. She's awesome. And she's got a great yes, no, maybe list. So if you just download it and figure it out, it's a fun thing to do as a couple together. Interesting. To try to, you know, spice up your sex life and figure out what areas you can explore. That's a good way to do it because it can be uncomfortable for some couples to dive that deep into what do you like and what do you like, you know, and it's actually a pretty healthy thing to do. Diaper pissing. So having a list (laughs) like that. And here's here's another question. Okay, since Steve brought up diaper pissing. (laughs) Um, oh my gosh, that, the- that was you, Steve. I knew that guy was, really <laughs> was you. You mentioned all these guys that have these requests for you. What about the ladies? What's some of the freaky stuff that they've requested? You know, I actually had a couple of people say, "Oh my, my wife and I role play as you," mm-hmm. and I that I mean that was the because I don't have I mean I have a lot of girls that want to shoot content with me but i don't and i'm like ah that's too close to home for my sister because my sister does porn and it's like my dancing is already so provocative and suggestive that i just don't want to go down that road and it's you know i don't judge the girls that do obviously i'm related to one but that's my boundary and you know i'm allowed to have it but um as far as like getting hit on by women i haven't really been hit on by like too many of them and it's surprising because i know a lot of like lesbian dominatrixes i'm friends with a lot of them but they're all that blows my mind but it seems like the only ones who want humiliation are guys for some reason like you don't see someone you know a girl begging you to tell her how tiny her boobs are and how useless they are or something like that it's only the guys that want you to tell them yeah that their penis is a joke (laughs) that kills me so true though (laughs) i don't get it but you know whatever but i I, i'm not familiar with women who are into humiliation like that by the way if you're just tuning in it's sid wilder some people are texting in who you're talking to sid wilder and uh sid's uh instagram handle is is just sid wilder at syd it's short for sydney sid wilder and you'll be able to find her social media and all podcasts all sorts of stuff yeah yeah so the on the on the OnlyFans uh, site, and, and, and is this true? You're like in the top, 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 top tier of the of the uh, of the. Uh, you're basically driving that site now. Oh, that's a big thing to say. I mean, I I am yes, I was top four uh, percent. It changes daily, or zero point four percent. So you know, almost uh, the top top. But yeah, it's a. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I'm very grateful for this platform, especially with everything that's happening in the economy right now, the industry being shut down. I There's a lot of reserv- – like, I had a lot of reservations going in because uh, there's such a double-edged sword yeah. in this business. Yeah, yeah. 
people give you. I mean, the video I was in for Steel Panther is called "Always Going to Be a Ho," and I was in Casey's <laughs> song in that video, and I did not get paid well. So, what is the difference between doing that and then going online and taking things in my own control and posting that same kind of content? Well, so, you, you you take the ownership. I think at this point, you you actually, when you came in here, we were, were kind of blown away because you have all these. You already had all these mechanisms in place for social media, for the podcasting, and all that stuff. On on that level, you had sort of the uh, uh, the infrastructure in place, and now, right. At this point, it's it's absolutely well, it's sort of everyone is running to get their ring lights and all that stuff, and and you're already set up. Yeah, and it's you know I feel like for anyone out there that wants to do this, there shouldn't be any judgment, especially because like if you're unknown, don't put your face in any of the photos. Yeah, you, know? I, you could have a whole different alias <laughs> and be making some good income on the side because you can be if you're really passionate and smart and strategic about it, and you treat it like a job. It can be pretty profitable. Have you ever thought to uh, to sort of uh, give tutorials about putting together, you know, uh, like a web presence? But outside of that, obviously, not everyone's going to look like a like a Sid Wild or have the dance moves or whatever. But just just in getting your content up and out, you know, and 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 maximizing Instagram and all that stuff, you've you've kind of done a solid job of that. Uh, have you ever thought about imparting that wisdom or or you know doing a, like a master class, so to speak? Oh, my gosh. I actually did that yesterday. I've been doing that with four or five of my girlfriends. And I'm like, I actually need to put a program together because I've helped a lot of people and it would be nice to monetize. Yeah. <laughs> Make money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what? I do have a referral code. So if you guys do want to, like, you know, use it, I'll put it up on my story. Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Please do. So uh, let's uh, let's say, um, you know, the, all right. So the pandemic ends, we'll say in, in two months. What what is the what is the first up thing you're going to do? Well, I actually was going into a huge uh, callback for a voiceover uh, meeting, and it was actually with the agency that denied me in 2007. It was the first agency meeting I ever went to. So it's kind of cool to have like a full circle moment and go back in for yeah. voiceover, which I'm, I'm not going to age out of. It doesn't matter what I look like. Um, <laughs> Uh, and so that was I was so excited for that moment because I worked so hard um, in the voiceover world and then the pandemic hit. So I'm looking forward to getting back into that meeting and seeing what I can do in that world. Yeah, it's so funny because you're obviously, you know, things are starting to ease up a little bit here, but you're you're it's still pretty clamped down where you are. And, and your your whole industry is involved in taking meetings and, and being out and being seen and all that comes to a screeching halt. Oh, all of it. It's been such a nightmare. You have no idea. (laughs) I was finally ready to go out, too, like, because I was kind of a hermit. I was learning, like, bachata. By the way, Preston, did you take those salsa lessons with your wife or no? No. Thank you for bringing that up. I do need to. I need to make sure that happens. But that was the plan, and I I wrote out a little certificate, and I'm going to do these days. And we never got around to doing it, but I got to do it. You're so fired. You are so fired. I know. I know. I'm in trouble. (laughs) A reprimand, at least. Wow, you remember that from our interview? Of course I do, because Kathy and I had so much fun dancing. Are you still dancing, girl? Yeah, you know what? I've been doing a little bit more because um, one of my favorite choreographers is doing classes on his Instagram Live every Monday, so I'm taking the classes with him. And he's he's in L.A., isn't he, Kathy? He is in L.A., yeah. Ooh, who is it? Uh, His name is, uh, on Instagram, he's Tiago Raul. Ooh, I like it. Ooh, he sounds like he's a good dancer. <laughs> he, he's actually an amazing dancer. Yeah, look him up. 
Okay, wait, Preston, if you don't, if I need to see a video of Preston watching this and trying to learn with you. I need to see all of this. <laughs> wait, you know what? That's a good idea. He's got some pretty rocking uh, drum videos up right now. We know you're, 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 you're into music and, uh, you know, it, it, maybe that's... Yeah, we'll have to send some over Send something, you. yeah. Yeah. Send it, please. I would love to see it, please. Yeah, I know. I went on you guys' Instagram today, and I saw the beer thing that you were talking about, and I was like, "Gosh, that's so true." It sucks that you guys can't go out for Memorial Day. This, yeah. I mean, this party would be like a Sid Wilder extravaganza because it, it, I mean, the, we do at Keenan's is is just out. We've had people who've seen it all come down to these events, and and they're just flabbergasted. God, let's let's fly Sid out here next year for that. Uh, yeah. when we, that comes we'll back get around. you out. It'll Ooh. rock your world. Yeah, yeah. That's a party. Oh my I'm so excited for this. Yeah, I would so do it. Do you all be twerking? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Well, listen, Sid, it's great to hear from you. We're happy that you're doing well. And, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll obviously stay in touch. And hopefully we'll see you here in Philadelphia before you know it. Yes, I would love that, you guys. Thank you so much. And I hope you guys have a wonderful week and stay safe. Right, you, too. you, too. Thank you. Sid, awesome. awesome, guys. Yes. Uh, she's awesome. She is a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, people are texting in. Just looked her up on Instagram, and they're like, "Oh, well, did you get a match with There are feelings in my pants, of course. You can follow that. Yeah. As you can imagine. <laughs> no, honestly, uh, outside the uh, the sexiness factor, which is which is certainly formidable, uh, uh, Kathy on a, like a yoga level and the stuff she's doing, it's it's got to be. Like expert level, right? You've seen some of the stuff. What, her, super the yoga stuff. Yeah, I mean, no, she, I, I haven't seen her yoga stuff. Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. She's just she's like a contortionist. She's like right. Yeah, I would flexible. imagine she's super. Yeah, super thin and flexible. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Marissa downloaded this uh, list she was talking about from Bex Caputo. Yes. Uh, and it's a yes no maybe list. It's kind of interesting, I have to admit. As actually as you could roll a match. As, as, as you can imagine. All sorts of assorted eroticism have been pissing diapers. The, the different categories are <laughs> sex and kink, language, meaning what you're comfortable with, right. what words you're using. And potent potables. And various uh, feelings. And uh, it's there's some things I've never heard of, like she said in here. All right, let's go. Uh, I'll, I'll go through a couple. Of this and then seem- we'll do some. Uh, we'll save it for another full break. But yeah, that seemed to be okay. I don't know if we can do a full break on this not, but splashing. Never we, heard of we that. We know splashing. Oh, wait, yeah, sitting, cakes. sitting in cakes. Oh my god, we've done that in the studio. We had it done in the studio. <laughs> I forgot it was named that. Uh, Melissa Kai. How about spreader bars? Don't no. know that. Spreader I have a guess. Uh, Tribidism. Oh yeah. What's, okay. Can you describe it? Isn't that um uh, I got to be delicate here but um lesbian rubbing? <laughs> Tribidism. L- like tribbing? Yes. I've heard of tribbing. All right, maybe that's What's it. tribbing? That's it's bumping uglies with uh, two oh, okay. ladies. Like the yeah. scissor sisters. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's like yeah. hippin' and might. Shut up. Stop it. <laughs> What's a hippin' and might? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Uh, triple penetration. Oh, we all know triple. about that. Triple, right, Steve. Kathy? How about this? Prostate play. So you're out. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I, I, listen, I did it so much, and they had to take it out. No, yeah. listen. We had a guy uh, who was in here for the dildo races, if you remember. And uh, the last year, the license went out. Here's a rather alarm because you want to. But um, and he he said that he, he used the vibrator quite a lot when he was having yeah. sex and would hold it to his. Prostate. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's a bunch of other stuff on here I thought was kind of interesting, uh, but it's it's actually uh, 
pretty thorough. And then there's, yeah, there's there's everything from language, from the C word to just saying things like down there, down there. Down there, Harry. So should we put this uh, on our website for parents who are teaching their children at home? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think that's a good way to go about it. But um, <laughs> no, it might be a healthy conversation to have with your significant other to oh. go through this and find out things that are, because it's yes, no, or maybe of what you're comfortable with. I think and it is a good way to get the can, conversation started. You can started. learn things uh, about each other. Here it is, the explanation press and the actual full dictionary uh, definition of le- tribadism. Yeah, tribadism, a lesbian practice in which one partner lies on top of the other and s- simulates the movements of the male in heterosexual intercourse. Oh, As you can imagine. It could be very interesting. I just I've heard that's BS, by the way, for lesbians. I don't know if any of our lesbian listeners can that confirm that it doesn't it. really work. Yeah, that, that just it's not really a lesbian activity. That it's a, a porn activity invented by men. I, listen, I'm, I'm I sure, don't doubt it. I'm sure there are some things. There are some things that I look at that's being done on screen that I'm like, that's nothing. You're not getting pleasure yeah. out of that. But then again, put to, put down that pool filter. But then again, there are guys like she said that want them to make fun of their penis. I mean. Could you yeah. imagine that? I, I don't know. I could imagine. Could you imagine that? Actually, <laughs> I, 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 though I still make fun of my own penis at home, it's quite, yeah. and I save a lot of money. Yeah. As you can imagine. As you can imagine, <laughs> I can purchase a much more expensive laptop. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I think triple uh, penetration involves the mouth. Uh, that's that's my guess. The ear. Okay, wasn't that a horse? The ear. <laughs> what else would it include? No, what do you was, mean? There's a triple crown. Oh, okay. Uh, but, Welcome uh, to the triple penetration. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we better move along yeah. before yeah, Bill has a heart attack. You can imagine the blood is right there, failing to reach his heart, and he's passing out having a stroke. <laughs> the triple penetration. All right, let's take a. Okay, shut up. Let's the horse are on the track. <laughs> the horse. <laughs> the horse have arrived at the gate. As you can, as you can imagine. It's post time. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to return in a moment. We will get to the bizarre file. This hasn't been the bizarre file. The yeah, bizarre really? file is coming up in a moment. <laughs> so stay with us. We'll be right back. While we wait and wait for live concerts to return, MMR is raiding the video wing of the MM Archives to present MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. The best up-close and personal performances and interviews from the Preston and Steve studio. Great song. It's a struts on 93.3 WMMR. Pierre presents from Ardmore Music Hall. Tell them the name of the song. Wish I knew you. If you didn't know. And Studio 4F. Joining us in studio, Mr. Kenny Wayne Shepherd. How you doing? Updated twice weekly at WMMR.com and stream directly to the best seat in the house, your couch. MMR's Dream Stream Concert Series. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, we got Bizarre File Stories, and here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber. All A.D. Moyer showrooms are open, serving your building material and hardware needs. Uh, let's get Pennsylvania contractors back to work, providing for their families. A.D. Moyer Dot com. Well, a mom in England is fuming over her 11-year-old daughter's schoolwork, which asked children to define 
hardcore pornography, among other inappropriate topics. Uh, children who are in grades 7th, 8th, and ninth at Archbishop uh, Sentamu Academy were set the work in their personal, social, and health education class as part of their home learning. Teachers have asked the 11 to 14-year-olds to define pornography, soft pornography, hardcore pornography, and transsexual pornography. Can I get my daddy for this? As well as female genital mutilation, wet dreams, trafficking, male circumcision, breast ironing, and more. Breast ironing? I was just going to say, what is breast ironing? What about scissoring? That one I'm not sure. (laughs) Tribbing is on here, Steve. I don't know. What what school is this again? It's uh, called Archbishop (laughs) Sentamu Academy in East Hull. Archbishop. Yeah. Uh, They were also asked questions about alcohol, drugs, and smoking. Following complaints from the parents. Was it was it for learning or was the teacher just looking for a good time? Maybe that was it. The academy has now apologized for any offense caused. Maybe the kids can help me out. Listen, I'm looking for a place where I can do some docking. Uh, the principal, <laughs> uh, Shea Bell, said, I am genuinely sorry if parents or students have unnecessarily researched any of these phrases and for any offense caused. I've asked that any future materials of this nature have a clear statement ensuring students and their parents are aware of any potentially sensitive content and will ensure that all materials are fully age appropriate. Breast ironing is actually uh, a terrible thing. They actually use uh, heated objects to uh, basically flatten a developing girl's breast so that they don't form. Uh, a lot of African mothers use it for their daughters. Okay, so uh, for this unwanted is long... sexual advances. Yeah, yeah, genital mutilation and oh, stuff that's like horrific. that. Horrific. Wow. Okay, nasty. Let's move on to something a little bit lighter than that. Than breast ironing. Yeah, yeah, a guy that is stuck at home, you know, in the quarantine, and is his he in that particular situation, a man has decided to uh, amaz, amuse himself. I'm sorry by turning his house into a giant ball pit. Uh, the Southwest News Service reports that Joel Condor of England felt bad for his young daughters who were stuck in the house, and so he filled the house, and I mean Steve, filled it. Two hundred and fifty thousand plastic bottles to make sure that things are more funny enlisted the help so even the kitchen and everything yeah from what i could tell the picture is is, it's a lot bigger than i thought it was going to be that would wear out quickly uh he enlisted the help of a friend to pull it off while the rest of the family was out he says that uh, his four daughters were thrilled with the result and even his wife has come around on it uh, most people don't clean their garage while half naked, but there's always one. Uh, police arrested a woman in Vero Beach, Florida, after they got a report of someone exposing sexual organs. A neighbor told the Indian River County Police that she and her young children were playing outside when the woman stood in her driveway with her breast displayed. Uh, the woman then allegedly walked back and forth around her car with her breast exposed and is accused of pounding on a recycling bin to ensure that the neighbor and her children were looking at her. Mm, so okay. she's ever to top off and essentially going, hey! Listen, when you work on, stuff. you work on a show that you want, you want an audience. You want people to see it. When police arrived, she... Hey! Was, hey! Hey! She hey! Sounds, hey! She sounds hot. She does. Super hot. <laughs> When police arrived, she declined to cover hey! her herself. To, she must have some awesome breasts to cover herself. Hey! She refused to cover herself, telling police she was inside her garage and told them that she was cleaning it out. Uh, she was arrested and charged with exposure of sexual organs. 
Uh, a dog owner. I did not know you could do this. A dog owner taught her pooch to perform CPR in just 45 minutes after she saw the trick on, I guess it's a a show called Crufts or something along those lines. This is in England. She Uh, said after the mouth-to-mouth, she had a jerky treat in her... (laughs) uh, It's an animal shelter officer. Tanya Butler said that it took her boxer, Pixie, uh, less than an hour to learn the life-saving move. And now when... I don't even know it fully. When Tanya lies motionless on the floor and is unresponsive, Pixie will leap into action and pound on her chest in exactly the right place. Big dogs running. (laughs) Big dogs out. She's gotten so good that the animal management worker had to start putting a book under her top during training to stop her from hitting uh, her so hard. Well... Yeah, I could see that. So on that motion of chest compression, the dog could do that. But the more amazing thing is uh, watching the dog administer a pap smear. (laughs) (laughs) Tanya said she taught her the trick just for the fun of it uh, during lockdown, but hopes that she'll be able to help save a life now if needed to. Wow, interesting. Uh, Singapore Supreme Court sentenced a man to death via Zoom video chat on Friday. It's believed to be the second time that a death sentence has been handed down this year over the video service. Your sentence is... <laughs> whoa, whoa, what is it? Yeah. I said your sentence is... <laughs> Come on! Uh, Punathan Gen- uh, Genesan, a 37-year-old Malaysian national, was sentenced to death by hanging uh, for allegedly introducing two drug dealers to each other in 2011. Wow. Introducing two drug dealers to each Singapore other. Singapore does not mess around. Hey. Uh, Jenison was extradited to Singapore in 2016 for being complicit in trafficking and helped arrange a deal that involved roughly one ounce of heroin. They're going to kill this guy. And the judge's backdrop on the Zoom call was the poster for Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, no. You'd think they'd go lighter if they're going to be, you know, like that. Uh, Jenison has denied all the charges against him. Singapore, a city-state of over 5 million people with a zero-tolerance policy for drugs, is one of the few wealthy jurisdictions in the world that still continues to pra- the practice of capital punishment. Japan and the U.S. also still enact the death penalty, something that's been abolished in most other wealthy countries. And Singapore reported four executions last year and 13 executions in 2018. It's not clear if sentencing someone to death is against Zoom's terms of service, Texas is currently experimenting with its first jury trial by Zoom. Hop on Twitch. Yeah, right? Yeah. Do that. <laughs> and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File this morning. Let's take a break. Let's come back in a second. Let's see if you've been paying attention. We'll have a lesson question from today's program. And uh, we'll also get the trash and music news. Don't forget, AP Shalek, Pitts Grove, New Jersey. You're the school that's up for coolest teacher. Make sure you text over the word teacher to 39333. Let's find out who wins that tomorrow. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. As we ease back into life bit by bit, Acme wants to help you reconnect bite by bite. When doors start to open, when parks are filling with laughter again, and you can reconnect with family and friends over food, Acme will be there with you every step of the way. For birthdays and barbecues, parties and picnics, and of course, down the shore. Celebrate life together with Acme, your favorite local supermarket, and the official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve Show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, it is a Thursday. It's flying right by. Tomorrow is uh, entering into the Memorial Day weekend. 
And uh, we are definitely going to spend some time uh, with the fact that we would have been at uh, Keenan's Irish Pub broadcasting live. We're going to do some stuff that are, that is a kind of a nostalgic and yet, a, you know, active contesting. And yeah. we're also going to have Preston Enrico Palazzo. Yes, we are. We're going to do a few of the uh, a few of the trappings that yeah. have become tradition of that uh, particular live broadcast tomorrow As you morning. Can imagine, and we <laughs> <laughs> and we are also going to be giving away a lot of really cool swag. Yeah, uh, from our friends at Coors Light. I mean, really good yeah. stuff. Yes. Um, some awesome coolers, whole, you know, not Bluetooth yet. speakers. And not just like the that. kind of thing that you get, like, when you open up a bank account. You, you're going to get, like, oh. uh, you're getting real deal stuff. What? I forgot to mention this. We're going to do, now, we we want, do we want uh, the videos ahead of time or just tomorrow? Well, just, just Where were to go? I can't remember what we said yesterday. I, I think we were going to do a live, right? T- or we Tomorrow morning, we're going to ask you to do it. Right, because we we want you to have the particular product if you can. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, you, the, about it. we're gonna do the baptism of beer tomorrow morning. Right, uh, but a remote version of it. So right. I already did it. I'm ready to did do it, it again. <laughs> no, um, I already did it, and uh, I made a video of me uh, enjoying a baptism of beer in my backyard. And Again. we would like you to join us and do it live tomorrow morning if you could do it. Right. So we want video of that. Oh, and we yeah. Want, yeah. Remember? Yeah, so in order to get a winner, we should probably start taking the videos soon, I think, because we want to... Marissa, do you remember how we planned on doing the uh, the baptism of beer? Hold on, she's uh, she's just freshening up. Hang on a second. Sorry. That's okay. So By the way, what kind of douche is that? Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> I didn't have my headphones for two seconds, but just heard the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just submit them. If you uh, uh, put, put a... Fo- uh, sorry. Let me start over. Start <laughs> Take a video of yourself splashing yourself with beer or your quarantine friend. Post it and then tag us. Um, tag Keenan's and Coors Light because they're helping us out with it. And then use the hashtag Keenan's at home and we can see them. Now, okay. as you would imagine. As you would imagine. <laughs> as you would imagine. imagine. That you are you imagine? Yeah. Coors Light would be the beer we would request. Let's yeah. use this particular video. Uh, so, yes, because we have this really cool. It's called the Coors Light Yeti Hopper. Casey looked up the information on this thing. How much is this worth? Two ninety nine, dollars bucks. $300 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, piece of merchandise. So what we want to do is get a video, and I can't believe I'm, I'm just now mentioning well, this right well, now. Well, social media blitzkrieg so that people get the idea, but it's also, it's right? Yeah. Well, no, we can't do that. You know why? I got to talk about it on the radio. That's that's how you have to do it, man. Yep. Why would so, you even think otherwise? So anyway, here, here's what we need to do. <laughs> we need a video of you essentially pouring a Coors Light over you. Now, if for some reason you don't have Coors Light, just put it in a, a pint glass or something like that. <laughs> Pour beer on All right, Coors Light on something. Yes. Preston, it's really easy to get a Coors Light. Besides all of your local restaurants being able to take them out, you can order like GoPuff and places like that will deliver them to you. Absolutely. So just stock up your fridge for tomorrow. So the one that we like the most, whatever that means. I don't, I don't know what specifically we're looking for, but whatever video we like the most, Take an example of from Sid Wilder and do a video like that. Whatever. And we are going to give you this Coors Light Yeti Hoppers, a $300 value. It's pretty damn cool. So uh, if you're interested in doing that, and make your video today. Send it out to us. It'll be easier for you to do it today than it will tomorrow. Uh, but if you can do it tomorrow as well, that'd be wonderful. And uh, you just might win. So just tag uh, President Steve Show, WMMR, um, Coors Light, and Keenan's, and what was the one you wanted to mention, too? We're using uh, Keenan's at home is the hashtag Kenan's we're using home. for tomorrow. I love that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I love it. All right. So <laughs> please do that and get on it. And I can't believe I waited this long. Imagine that. Wow. Oh, come on. I'm all frustrated. Me. As you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. We're going to do today's lesson Wait, question. Die. I know that's the wrong music. Yeah. Uh, this is the right music. And we're going to give away a digital download of Shameless, the complete uh, 10th season for the correct answer to this. Uh, let's see. Oh, which rock band will Rambo in the morning be playing a little later on this morning? It's a new cut. <laughs> Which rock band will Rambo in the Morning be playing a little later this morning, according to uh, Rambo in the Morning earlier? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. If you heard it, then hopefully you know and you should call in. We'll see if you win. We're going to do the trash while you are calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And what do we have this morning, Steve? Well, uh, this is interesting, Preston. Kendall Jenner agreeing to pay back $90,000 after receiving close to $300,000 to promote the Fire Festival. Remember this? Yeah. Which was a disaster. It never actually took place. Kendall's lawyer says she's glad she finally got to do the right thing, even if she has no idea what that thing is. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Michaels saying he and his band Poison would be willing to play a properly socially distanced concert. Michael says he believes his immune system could withstand COVID-19 after surviving all the syphilis he got on Rock of Love. (laughs) (laughs) Kristen Cavallari announcing that she has decided not to continue with the season four of Very Cavallari. Cavallari reportedly fearing that the heightened emotion she's experiencing right now might accidentally cause reality to make its way into the reality show. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All right, we are going to see if we can find somebody with the answer to this lesson question. And uh, let's see here. Which rock band will Rambo in the morning be playing a little later on this morning? Two on Two one five two six three WMMR. It's Mike who's going to answer. Hey, Mike, how you doing, bud? Holy no way! Holy, Holy no, no way! <laughs> the bear, the bear. Uh, Mike, what is the band that Rambo will be playing later? Holy Arrowsmith. mama! I'm sorry, you got to say that again. Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Yeah. Yes. Hang on, Mike. going to give you a digital download of Shameless, the complete 10th season. Uh, the Gallagher family returns with as much dysfunction and insanity as ever in Shameless, the complete 10th season. It's available now on digital and DVD. Let's get to the music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. <laughs> All right, it's brought to you by Fred Beans. They have been a part of this community for over 50 years because when times get tough, they get tougher. That's why they're launching a 500,000 meal challenge, and you can learn more at fredbeans.com. Lars Ulrich said in an interview with Rob Dietrich, who is the master distiller of the band's Black and American Whiskey, that he's looking forward to celebrating Metallica's 40th anniversary next year. Wow. 40th? Oh, my God. He said, it always feels like we're just getting started. Forting effing years. Yeah, it's crazy. All those cliches about age is just a state of mind. But there's definitely a part of me that still feels like all the best years are ahead of us. I've often said this. I try to tell people as far as, you know, I remember on my 90th birthday, I remember. (laughs) But but, but, but I was just saying that my mental state and my look outlook on things hasn't changed much in quite a long time, right. there are physical things that start to occur. But if you, you know, if you keep up on staying healthy and doing the right stuff, there hasn't been what I would call a seismic shift in my perception of who I am, right. physically and mentally, for decades. Yeah, yep. 
Uh, so he's uh, he's excited and uh, thinks that it's uh, you know still the best to come. Uh, Volbeat's 2016 album "Seal the Deal" and "Let's Boogie" has been certified quintuple or five times platinum. Six in the band's <laughs> native Denmark. No, it stinks. No, so it's different. It's different in Denmark. It's a hundred thousand copies to go platinum. Oh, in America, it's a million. So in uh, in Denmark, they're doing great. It's a ridiculous system. So the certifications were what it was. Well, a much smaller country. Everybody, Rambo in the morning. A little bit of Volby for you right now. <laughs> the certifications. <laughs> double quintuplebillion. <laughs> in Denmark, receiving quite an honor there. They got the news. It just turned to double quintuplebillion <laughs> of records not of downsolded. <laughs> What? <laughs> Downsolded. <laughs> uh, so. Hey, kudos to boys, Bullbeat. Uh, so they're they're doing well in. Uh, they do well here, but they're doing great in Denmark. They love them in yeah. Denmark, big time. All right. Uh, uh, my Chemical Romance bassist Mikey Way has reassured fans that the band's reunion will continue once the current health crisis is passed. The emo punk act had reunited at the end of 2019, planned a world tour for this year until the pandemic put a, a stop to all live shows. Uh, now Way, which is almost like No, no Way. Yes, yeah. Way. Now Way, uh, no way. said in a new interview with BBC Radio 1, I know fans have been waiting a long time, but it'll all still be here when this is all over. It's e- no way. It's easy for me to say we had a plan, but everyone had a plan. You know what I mean? So they're planning. Holy no way. Yeah, they're planning on doing it. Little Richard was laid to rest in uh, Huntsville, Alabama yesterday. Uh, his family, friends, and former bandmates gathered to, together to say goodbye at the Oakwood University Memorial Garden Cemetery. According to TMZ, Little Richard's niece, opera singer Brandy Sutton, uh, sang during the service. Uh, Dr. Carlton P. Bird delivered the eulogy, and Richard's family spokesperson, David Person, gave some closing remarks. Uh, he was 87 years old. Rock Dr. P. Bird? Rock and roll icon. Uh... Did, uh, yeah, Carlton P. Bird. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Prince's second 1984 cloud guitar, nicknamed the Blue Angel, is now set to hit the auction block next month as part of Julian's Auctions Music Icons event. This is an iconic uh, guitar, and if I'm correct on this, is this the one he plays in the Raspberry Beret video? Not that one. That's the white one. Okay. But it is. It looks like that. It's. It's got the 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 style. It's. It's one of four cloud guitars that were made. All right. So here's the here's the history on this thing. Uh, it's rarer than the auction house had initially bargained for. Laura Woolley, consulting specialist for Julian's, tells Rolling Stone, Prince came into the collective consciousness in the '80s, and this was one of his primary performance guitars at that time. So it's got a lot of mojo. When Julian first announced that the guitar. The same kind of the ornate uh, curly Q instrument Prince plays in Purple Rain was up for auction. Uh, the auction house didn't know what they had. It was simply listed as custom-made 1984 blue cloud guitar used by Prince. Since 1993, there's a long history to this. Does it come? Is that the one that it was uh, uh, after factory fitted with the Jizzo gun on the uh, the at the it, end of uh, it's Purple like, Rain? It's like that, but okay. it's not the same All one. Right. Since 1993, uh, Luthier. Uh, Andy Beach has been producing the iconic model, but before that, four original guitars were created that were markedly unique. When news broke that Julian's was auctioning off a pre-1993 model, author and cloud guitar expert John Woodland called the auction house immediately, suspecting that the 84 instrument was the Elusive Blue Angel, a.k.a. one of those initial four. 
Woodland had previously done conservation work on Prince's guitars at Paisley Park and is currently working on a book about the cloud model titled Look Up in the Air, The Origin of Prince's Cloud Guitar. Uh, Woodland told Julian that the, he had been uh, on the lookout for the instrument for years. He said, I'd heard rumors that it was in Holland. Uh, Julian declined to say where the guitar has been for the last few decades, but notes that it's been in a private collection since the 90s and that the owner wasn't aware of the, its exact history. Uh, it was gifted by Prince to the current owner, though. All right. The Blue Angel was considered key to Prince lore, given how frequently he used it. He played it during the 84-85 Purple Rain Tour on the Arsenio Hall Show, on MTV, on Saturday Night Live, and in music videos. The instrument also made appearances on 86's Parade Tour, 87's Sign of the Time Tour, and the 88-89 Love Sexy Tour, and the 91 cover of Spin Magazine. It was originally expected to go for $100,000, but given its origins, Julian's now suspects it will, it will go for upwards of $500,000. Uh, now, the mythology of its design stretches back to 1976 when a young prince visited New York City shop in his demo... Uh, or was shopping his demo in New York City. And legend has it he saw a bass guitar in the window of Yumanov guitars designed by luthier Jeff Levin. Levin called the design the F-Bass since it was based on an F-style mandolin, where when Prince was working on 1984's Purple Rain, he wanted to recreate that moment in New York. His character, the kid, also sees a guitar in a shop window. And to create that, uh, he reached out to Minneapolis guitar shop Newt Coupe Music, to which he brought the bass and asked for a similar guitar, this time with EMG pickups and a gold and gold hardware. Uh, the own, shop owner, I didn't, this is a long story. It's a long-ass story. But I love this type of thing. I love these stories. Uh, the guitar shop owners, Carl uh, Dedolf and Jeff Hill, had a backlog of guitars and instruments from As Jerry O'Hagan, who owns whose own guitar business folded in 1985, and they Frankensteined together huh. an O'Hagan shark model into the first cloud guitar. When Prince came back for more instruments, Newton O'Hagan uh, used a Nightwatch model as the base for the cloud two. So, okay, they went through their due diligence to confirm this guitar's authenticity. After examining the hardware, Woodland says he was 95 percent sure that it was the Blue Angel, and to knock that figure up to 100 percent. He asked Julian to do a CT scan of the instrument. Huh. They they complied. They went to Westside Medical Imaging in Beverly Hills. The CT scan revealed exactly what they had suspected. The mysterious cloud yep. was, in fact, the missing blue angel. He should have gone in there and said, my cousin thinks he's a guitar. Can we do a, <laughs> can we do a scan on him? What are they so, CT scanning for? I don't know. Just something in particular that they knew that was inside of it. Okay. Cloud one is displayed at the Smithsonian. Cloud 3 was sold by another auction house, and Cloud 4's whereabouts are unknown. Julian's has previously auctioned off two clouds made by Beach, a yellow model in 2018, which went for $225,000, a teal green model in 2017 that went for seven hundred grand. Wow. Beach made Prince 31 guitars before his death. The Blue Angel is set to hit auction blocks, uh, hit the auction blocks June 19th and 20th. So I'm saying this is going for over a million dollars. Oh, Absolutely. There's no choice about it, especially since this is the one that was integral in a number of different um, legendary Prince pieces. And they're also going to auction off stuff from uh, Kurt Cobain, Nirvana, Prince, Elvis Presley, The Beatles, Madonna, Michael Jackson, Johnny Cash, Jim Morrison, Rolling Stones, Queen David Bowie, The Police, Guns N' Roses, Bob Marley, Elton John, Whitney Houston, and Cher. Whoa. Pretty wild, right? If you... (laughs) It's perfect for Rambo in the morning. Yeah. If you could own one guitar in the world, wh- what would it be? Would it be Frankenstein? That's, pretty, that's Eddie Van Halen's. Um, yeah. 
Wow. I was going to say the the Stratocaster that Jimi Hendrix lit on fire at the Monterey Pop Festival. Mm, but it's all and burned he, up. Well, and, well, you got thrown out into yeah. the crowd. And I don't know if anybody knows where that is, but that's one of the most iconic guitar moments ever, <laughs> I think. Yeah. Um, so it might be that. Now, if it were an intact, still together, badass guitar, yeah, probably Frankenstein, man. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So... What about you, Casey? Is oh, there any I iconic would Trey's guitar? Trey's guitar. I, yeah. I, in Which fact, one? Uh, well, you know what? So he the Cheese one sandwich. Gu- the one guitar that he uses. It's this, and I don't want to go because you guys don't care. No, uh, it's it's just a, this really beautiful wood grain guitar. You would think that he only had one, but he revealed at a concert years ago that he actually has a few different versions of it. It's a Paul Languedoc uh, guitar, um, custom guitar. I. From time to time, I think, what would it take for me to get one of them? You know, because yeah. he doesn't have. Listen, you know, he doesn't have something just you one. love. It means yeah. a lot to you. Yeah. So I, I and I'm always interested when somebody's legitimately moved and 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 is is driven. Even if I'm not particularly into what they are uh, fascinated with, I become fascinated through their. It's interest. the prettiest guitar I've, I've ever. There's seen. There's a lot of iconic ones. I mean, you could get uh, Angus Young's SG. There's um, uh, Jimmy uh, Jimmy Page's uh, Double Neck. Danny Bonaduce's bass from the Partridge family, which I think was an ST <laughs> model as well. I'm not 100 percent sure, but you know, there's a lot of iconic uh, axes mm. out there. You know, do you think Paul's bass, Paul McCartney's uh, Hoffner yeah. bass, would be unbelievable? Does the guitar from uh, Clapton's guitar from "While My Guitar Gently Weep" uh, weeps exist? It, I don't know which one he used, uh, Nick, uh, but I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, because he, he has some favorite guitars. All right, here's one that would be iconic. What, what, what about um, Jimmy Page's, the the guitar he uses in the song remains the same when he pulls out the bow? The bow. That that would be his Les Paul. Yeah. Uh, that's, I think it's like a Starburst Les Paul. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of them out there that would go for a lot of money. One last story. Uh, the thresh metal band Death Angel was in Europe for a tour in early March when the outbreak and and the whole reason I'm giving you this story is for the last line. Okay? All right, just just to let you know. Uh, so this band canceled the the tour when uh, the outbreak happened, and on the flight back, drummer Will Carroll started showing symptoms. After testing positive, he spent 12 days in a medically induced coma. Wow. When he finally woke up on March 30th, the staff at California Pacific Medical Center applauded. He said the staff couldn't believe it. He told the Chronicle they, they were ecstatic because it was such a success story. Carroll had more reason to celebrate, not just because he was returning to good health, but because those 12 days were full of some pretty upsetting visions he had. Yeah. So he said he had dreams of visiting the afterlife. Remember, this is a death metal band okay yeah. like a thrash death metal they're called death angel yeah he saw himself leave his body and plummet down to hell where satan a woman in his case punished him uh, for the deadly sin of sloth morphing him into a job of the hut like monster who vomited blood until he had a heart attack he said i woke up at the hospital uh, in the bed with tubes coming in and out of me and there was a nurse right there and my first words were am i still in hell carol said she ignored me now, in his case, the experience has him reevaluating some things. And this is what the, the, the right. line. He said, I'm still going to listen to satanic metal, and I still love Decide and bands like that. But as far as my personal life and my experience of what I went through, I don't think Satan's quite as cool as I used to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, he was stunned. We do have one thing, if Strange. you want. I don't know if you would want to have a second for an audio clip. Uh, Springsteen uh, oh, commenting yeah. on... 
on the pandemic and his take on it. Okay, here we go. Now, the toughest thing about the lockdown is the feeling of your whole life being placed on hold. Now, empty and unused time, I don't care for, especially at 70. I'm counting my days. And my friends, I've got things to do that involve me and you. So wow. he got, and then he gives some advice, some sage advice uh, from Pat Sajak. No, from, from uh, <laughs> a, a family member, an aunt. Right. So I try to heed my deceased Aunt Eda's advice. And she always said, just live every day as if you're going to live forever. I like that. I think she meant greet each day on its own terms as an opportunity for life's possibilities. Wow. He does sound old, though, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. His many, voice has gotten very more. much like that. Yeah. When I recorded Born to Run. <laughs> <laughs> so live wait live every day as if it's you're gonna live forever, forever yeah. yeah so that you i always heard live every day as, as if, if it's your last, last. Interesting. yeah but she apparently live, knows because she's dead if you're gonna live forever it's kind of like well you don't have to do this today well cause... you can let things breathe a little bit without feeling that mad oh i gotta do this i gotta do that you, you can right you take it take it in its own time mm. hey can i mention something real quick oh wait no. you got another no you can't <laughs> Uh, there's another piece for for music news because it is Thursday, right? Uh, yeah, the MMR Dreamstream concert series continues, and now the Pretty Reckless is episode twelve. It's available. Uh, they were in studio with us back in 2014, yeah. and you can go to Dream. You can search Dreamstream at WMMR.com to watch, and it's sponsored by Acme Markets, uh, supporting the communities that we serve. And look for a bonus a session and uh, some extra content. Uh, from these sessions in your email in the coming weeks. So if you're a VIP, be sure that you're signed up, all right, and opted in for our emails at WMMR.com. And oh, by the way, the MMRBQ is canceled. Casey, what did you want to say? <laughs> uh, I wanted to... <laughs> uh, this is a, sort of a, a feel-good story. Uh, just sort of go uh, back a little bit. A couple of uh, months ago, actually uh, back in, in April, uh, if you know the name Capizoli, if you grew up uh, where I grew up, you know the name Capizoli because they, they basically are... Um, the pillars of the community. Right. Uh, Capizzoli, Capizzoli Catering. Okay. Yeah, I grew up with Chris Capizzoli. Is this music news? This is not music news. This is a feel-good story. Music news right. is over. I'm losing the... Uh, Lose right. the, teletype. the teletype. yeah. So anyway, I grew up with Chris Capizzoli, and so they own Capizzoli's Catering. And so uh, about a month ago or so, Chris's father came down with COVID-19, and he was in a bad way, and he's currently still in a uh, rehab facility, and, and he's uh, overcoming this stuff. His mother also came down with it and has recovered. So today... They wanted to thank the people over at Bryn Mawr Rehab. And so what they're doing is they're basically feeding all of those people at Bryn Mawr Rehab awesome. Center. Yeah, so and they're starting today at 1130, uh, going all the way to 230. And they just and so they, along with us on the Preston Steve Show, want to thank uh, those doctors and nurses and all the healthcare workers and, you know, Let's just say the whole world, Steve. I'm right. going to say the whole world Absolutely. instead of just the, the Delaware Valley. So I thought that was a nice feel-good story that, that is. I heard about Absolutely. yesterday. Thank you. And I imagine everybody appreciates it. As you can imagine. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, with that, we're going to take a break and come back. And when we return, we should have Pierre Robert bright-eyed and bushy-tailed and ready to go to give you your letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. We'll be right back. of radio rules under long holiday weekends countdowns are a given but at mmr rules are often 
open to interpretation. So this Memorial Day weekend, MMR presents the purely subjective 933 song countdown. 933 songs in a completely arbitrary order. After all, is song number 356 really that much better than song 357? Who knows? But we do know it will be more than four days' worth of everything that rocks with no repeats. Perfect for your holiday weekend. The purely subjective 933 song countdown. Powered by Coors Light. Made to chill. From the station that needs to stop drinking at programming meetings. 93.3 WMMR. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. No. No, 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 no. Nope. 10.41. The Preston and Steve show. We need Memorial Day. We do. It's coming. It's approaching. It will be here soon. A holiday weekend. Uh, 10.41 as we're wrapping up today's radio show. And a fun one indeed. Uh, weather-wise, though, real quick, let me cover that for you. 71 and partly cloudy today is what we're expecting. Now, some rain on the way tomorrow, high 68. Then Saturday, scattered thunderstorms, high 75. Hopefully, that's going to be our sweet spot, so we shall enjoy. I want to thank Dr. Mike. Hey. Dr. Mike Serigliano for being on the show this morning. We love that man. He's a man. He was just checking in and uh, giving us the latest update medically on uh where things are, and, uh, you know, he says continue to be safe, and hopefully we'll be out of the woods in uh, a, a short time, hopefully. Uh, but still, remember the precautions. So, no but, French kissing strangers. But yep. was that ever advisable? Never. Yes, it was. <laughs> strangers. <laughs> yes. Okay. By all means. And Sid Wilder. <laughs> Sid. Hey. Uh, Sid's amazing. She's a lot of fun. Uh, she's a spunky gal. A spitfire, as they say. Yeah, you can check her uh, website, SidWilder.com, or Insta- Instagram and Twitter is at Sid Wilder. Sid spelled S-Y-D. It's short for Sydney. Sid Wilder. You will not be disappointed. I guarantee you. And she, she knows how to work the uh, the social media. Paper. Oh, yeah. Is she an adult film star? No. no her sister her is. sister is a porn star. Okay, I didn't mean that disrespectfully. No, no, no. Nope, nope. She's, uh, she says that's kind of a, that's her boundary, but she, she walks up to that line quite a bit. She's okay. very, very sexy. She's a sexual gal. I'm a very sexual. And uh, those are all the thank yous. But thank you, Pierre, for being you. No, no, no. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. All of you kids for being you. Thank you for thanking me. Well, and I want to thank Rambo for the best morning show. Uh, <laughs> He's the best. Uh, I mean, I never conceived of Rambo as a like top 40-ish morning show host until... <laughs> You may have done it sooner. I only heard it for the first time today. No, Rambo he, in the morning. When Never he heard, first heard himself on the radio, he realized, you know, he liked the way he sounded. So, oh, my yeah. God. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, I feel like requesting <laughs> the banana splits. Wow. Yeah. La, 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 la. Very nice. I, my life is fulfilled. I can go home now. Every time uh, the uh, it was an ongoing joke for my wife and I that uh, it's like shoot if I was at a concert and she wasn't at it and she goes well what what did they end with I'd say oh theme from the banana splits <laughs> and it was just a stupid joke but we, now we have to perfunctorily do it every time so but Jackie plays it every Friday night on his all he requests does. Uh, <laughs> uh, he gets the show going with it did you know that there was a an actual full done uh, it wasn't theatrical but it's made I think for the Sci Fi Channel it was the banana splits but as homicidal killers. So the banana splits are are actually so they they have basically a um, an amusement park where they're the focus of it or no they're on the set of the show 
and they were all audio animatronic characters, and uh, somebody jams up the machinery or whatever. So you have Flegel and all those banana splits slitting people's throats. <laughs> I know, Seriously? I swear to God, wow. a banana splits horror movie. Well, there it is. There it is. Pierre, you're going to like this tomorrow morning, and I'll, I'll hit this again in a moment. We're doing a um, kind of a virtual Keenan thing. Obviously, that's right. not going to happen. But we're going to have some fun with some audio from the past and some contests we're going to do on the air tomorrow. But we are continuing your tradition, which actually started at Jack Frost, of baptism of beer. That is correct. And we are asking people to send in videos and post them on their social media and tag us on it of them doing their own baptism of beer at home. And for the one we like the most, we have a really cool Coors Light. It's called a Yeti Hopper. It's like a $300, wow. um, essentially a cooler bag of sorts. But they're, the Yetis are top of the line. They're fantastic. So I did a video of me doing my own baptism of beer. That's beautiful. In my backyard. And so we ask that uh, that you do that at home and send us a video. And the one we like most will end up being a winner tomorrow. So send that out. I just want to put the word out about that. I love that. I've not seen the, the video of you doing this. And it's great. Where can people see that video of you? Uh, Marissa has, where have you posted that? On our social media accounts, on, on our Instagram. So, uh, yeah. It was nice. Thank God the beer that's, wasn't too cold because that would have been cool. Well, yesterday was a little <laughs> nippy, yeah. yeah. And you're wearing a, van, a really cool the, the uh, classic Van Halen uh, logo T-shirt. Thank you, sir. Very nice. Very yep. nice. I um, poured beer on a lot of people over the years. Yes, you have. And um, I mean gallons. I mean and gallons. gallons and gallons of it. Because I would have them make several <laughs> uh, pitchers, maybe yeah. ten, actually maybe twenty pitchers, and I'd say, as soon as I'm done, hand me another one. And I would circle the bar, and there's a, we're looking at some video now, Preston doing the exact same thing. And those uh, willing, who are willing to be baptized, get up uh, to the bar. They belly up to the bar, if you will. They open their mouth so they can receive the blessing of the beer. It's, a, it's almost a spiritual religious experience. Yeah. I, I, I mean, for people who think as they're hearing this explanation now that it's, you need to understand, just pitchers full being doused not just say hey a little bit in your mouth getting bathed showered in beer Mm -hmm. i i did it right up until jack frost said don't do it anymore (laughs) yeah and i still did it even after they said don't do it and then i think we shorted at one of their cash registers oh um and then you know it it stained the carpet and other such things, so they would have no more of it. Right. So no uh, carpet when, at Keenan's. Yes, yeah, no yeah. carpet at Keenan's. That's why we have hardwood for yeah. bars, particularly. Mm-hmm. But keep that in mind uh, when you ask me next time at Jack Frost why we don't do the baptism of beer. Not my choice, but the people themselves up there said, "I don't think we can do this anymore." Understood. And I and I respectfully requested that we we take that and carry on that tradition in a different venue. And you said, "Absolutely." I passed you. The pitcher. Yes. And now we ask you to pour the pitcher on yourself. So do that and tag us, and you might end up winning this uh, this cool tote uh, thing from uh, Coors Light. It's awesome. All right, we need to do the letter. People yes. are waiting. You ready? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in totally. Oh, that's a lovely letter, as you can, as imagine. You can imagine. Yes. <laughs> All right, so... We have a uh, prize. It's from Stateside Vodka. It is two of their new larger size bottles of vodka, which are 1.75 liters, one standard size bottle of their just released small batch bourbon, and a $100 gift card to their tasting room. And both new items, Stateside Vodka special batch bourbon and new Magnum uh, vodka bottles, are available now for guaranteed 24-hour delivery to Philly and the PA suburbs or fast one-hour curbside pickup. 
Visit statesidevodka.com for details. What's happening on today's program? Action-packed, if I do say so myself. We've got incredible workforce blocks, Pink Floyd, Stevie Ray Vaughan, and the Kinks. Mm. Uh, we also will have um, the interview I told you about yesterday with Robbie Robertson, a legend uh, from the band. Uh, and the uh, film uh, is Once We're Brothers. Uh, the documentary of the band, which he'll talk about and talk about the last waltz and other cool things. And we will play some band music. That's at 2 o'clock. He's so. a fascinating guy. I and mean, he's actually, uh, he's in a movie that I really love called Carney with Gary Busey. Oh, really? Yeah. And he plays a, like a, a real, you know, like a carnival guy. And, wow. and he's, a, he's a good actor, really good actor. He didn't do it much. No. Uh, one of the things I say to him is, um, uh, it always amazes me. There's a, there's a, a cast of characters in humanity that have been able to go up to Robert De Niro and Martin Scorsese and call them Bobby and Marty. And he's among those. He goes, well, what else would you call them? I go, Martin and Robert or Mr. De Niro and uh, Mr. Scorsese. Well, they adore uh, him. Yeah. They uh, adore him, right? But the idea that you go to uh, Martin Scorsese, not so much, but Robert De Niro. I just can't. Bobby, you know, Bobby, how you doing? What are you talking about? It's Robert De Niro. You can't say that. I don't know. You get a little nervous. As you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's all coming up today. All today. Outstanding. Sir. And more. I want to thank our sponsor, Preston. I don't know what the more is, but I, <laughs> it'll come to it'll me. Come Sometimes to the more is just simply the promise of more. Yes. Uh, thank you. Thank you to Fred Bean's sponsor. Uh, he'll donate over 40,000 meals this month, and you can help Fred Beans be better than ever online at fredbeans.com. Tomorrow on our program, yes, Keenan's at home. We are doing that. Uh, and our only guest is Enrico Palazzo. Yay! Uh, he sings the uh, national anthem every we'll day. We'll also have uh, Scott Keenan on. And, oh, we're going to talk to Scott, too. Yeah. You about so it's all going to be that stuff. All right, that's it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Sweaty ball sack. Sweaty, sweaty ball sack. Sweaty ball sack. Sweaty, sweaty ball sack. Next message. Hey, guys, just called you up to say that I love you, but first I got to tell you a story about one time, Ted and me and my buddies, we all went to this bar down the shore, and we went to get this drink, but we were all wearing the same shirt. It was like a white shirt with black sleeves, and we looked like a softball team, but we're really, like, not a softball team. It was really cool, and I kind of forgot what I called, man. So, hey, no sad bros. Next message. Mention about all these special workers. Ain't nobody saying nothing about some landscapers. The grass is getting cut. The beds are getting mulched, ain't they? Well, what does that make us disposable? What the The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484 434 1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. If you love John, Paul, George, and Ringo, I invite you to check out our Beatles Minute podcast. I'm Andre Gardner, and we'll keep you in the loop with all the latest Beatles news every single week. Subscribe and download today at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.